taking a fucking vaccine this is not a fucking joke anymore this is fucking dead serious i am fucking dead serious these people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with they are in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot but fuck they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of they do not fucking understand no fucking Vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never! I will fucking die! Fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage! Fuck these motherfuckers! Yeah, we're good, dude. Just letting the intro run out. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, folks. Uh, hopefully, a stream, good stream today. Lots to lots to catch up on. A lot gone on in the last week. Uh, we're going to be speaking with, of course, the indomitable Commander Rixie, and uh, he'll be updating us. And I'll say this right now: if uh, feed the Marine, any donos that I get today, I will split with Commander Rixie. We've got to keep him in pizza and in the fight. Um, I'm trying to get hold of Christy, but as I'm doing this, Charles, how are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, Christy's taking a pass. Oh, she's taking a pass. Okay, okay. No worries. Yeah, she she was hoping to get on a little bit earlier, but um, but I've been I've been talking to her, and uh, I know what she's researching right now, and what she would want to be talking about. So I think. Well, well okay. Um, where do you want to start, bro? Uh, oh, geez. Um, whew. Well, eventually. I, um... Oh, I, I, I've got one for you. Um, how, how about the uh, slaughter of the Martins? <laughs> that, uh, yeah, shut a lot of them up, right? Wait, what? <laughs> the slaughter of the mutton tweet uh, yesterday. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, they, of course, they were bitching and complaining, but um, mm. that's what they do anyway. So it wasn't really any different. Um, yeah, I mean. It's annoying though when when I put a lot of effort into trying to. I mean, I, not a lot of effort because I know that it's 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 pointless. But but I actually did go through the effort of actually having a couple of tweets where I have relevant information that they could have responded to. Yeah. Um, oh, they're, they're specifically charged with not responding to that type of information. They 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 right. can't because it will begin to break down the. If you can call it defenses, but the layering that they've had in place for narrative control, and yeah. you know, let's uh, let's hope it. You know, who I'd really like it to land on that dippy bitch in Australia, Oliver, Susan Oliver. Yeah, I mean, she can she can go to a hot place and. And hate life. Yeah, I don't really care about her, but she she's more on the evil side. Mm. A lot of them. So no, she's mean, paid. She's but, paid to do a what lot she's of them doing. Are just paid, but she's but she's even more ridiculous than mm. than most. Um, but I mean, but really, I've just been trying to. Uh, well, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm trying to do. Oh, wait, again. dude, we might not be streaming on uh, Rumble. Is Rumble working, folks? It says, notice, undergoing maintenance services may be affected. Oh, no shit. Well, that's gay. That is fucking gay. Let me... It says streaming to Rumble. It says the stream is live. Oh, yeah, yeah, it just it just popped up. It's very, uh, it's, it's low resolution for me, but um, I apologize, folks. It, it is working on Rumble, as far as I can see, but despite the warning, uh, oh, I'm not going to change the screen, but yeah, it's saying notice undergoing maintenance services may be affected, so that that blows. <laughs> Why didn't they do it at the beginning of the week, assholes, instead of the weekend? 
Because they want to mess with you. That's that's got them Talpiot boys, Rixie. Who are the Talpiot boys? I've heard you say this every stream. I have no idea what you're talking about. So it's called Unit 8200. It's like the Israeli equivalent of the, I don't know, NSA. But its primary mission is, let's say, in the domain internet type fights and there's a ongoing issue around how they have access to backdoors you know like as we were discussing in the last stream um that they were uh, what were we looking at pegasus and that type of thing and so they're yeah. they're like the israeli version of that uh Okay, so they're not the exact same thing as the 77th Brigade. They oh, are more... More legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I used to work with people who were in that unit, or not work with it. They, I was at Barilan University, and the people I was working with used to, because everyone has to um, serve in Israel, right? And yeah. the, you know... <laughs> when you're a university professor etc you don't you're not being forced to go and uh sit in the guard box in ramallah <laughs> they've got other jobs for you and one of those was sort of signals analysis and Interesting. you know cracking encryption that sort of thing and uh yeah they're all uh <laughs> They're all just slack-shouldered, stooped-over, geeky motherfuckers. Just, <laughs> I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't fear the eighty-two hundred as much as uh, as much as the uh, free-letter agencies in your country, bro. Well, hey, we do it right. Well, actually, I mean, I take that back. The Mossad is is a fairly professional organization, but. Um, but, well, they, look, the, the, the UK services, US services, Australian, Canadian, you can add into that, Israel. They all intercommunicate and work uh, in the background on, on these um, spying issues, I guess. And, um, you know, fortunately for the moment, we're not that much of a fawn in their side. I don't know. They, could, they start backdooring your phones and uh, let. You know, we we said it last week. Was it last week? Fuck, I can't remember. Um, but the if they want to get you in that domain, like the internet, it was you saying your brother-in-law, right? Just didn't have wireless yeah. or yeah. Yeah, because they're going to get you. They they can have access if they want. Yeah, yeah. And well, anyway, that's uh, it's just a joke. That's that's why I, if we say it's dab dab, we are boys. Now I know. Now I know. Um, um, I wonder if uh, well, we can we can just me and you chat, but people were expecting free people. I don't know if Nick's watching, if he wants to jump in. He did a great stream the other day. I don't know if you saw it. What was it? Um, again, he was just. He was relaying. He had. He basically had an hour to speak. It was John O'Loughlin's stream, I want to say, but it was a very, very concise and encompassing 
presentation. Right? I know that sounds a bit uh, contradictory, but he, he's, he's very much an accomplished speaker in this area. And, you know, his, his knowledge is second to none about how these agencies were working prior to 9-11, I guess. And this is, uh, well, we're just, we're just dealing with the, how you call it, the, the mutated demon that all those agencies turned into. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's been a lot going on uh, for you. Did, did you um, feel the week was a success? Was it worth uh, all the effort? We lost Charles. Uh, no, no, no. I did not feel that uh, the trip was worth it. Um, I've got a lot of stuff done, but not what I wanted to. Mm. Uh, just to remind folks, uh, Charles was well. You were you were at the. I don't know what that was in Boston. So I see. Uh, it was the. Uh, it was the official um, kickoff of uh, RFK Jr.'s campaign. I see. Uh, and that was that meeting in the school where the fire alarm went off? Is that Was that what that was? Meeting in the school? Yeah, there was there was some meeting. I, 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 I presumed it was a school, but it looked school-like. But he was talking, and whilst talking, someone pulled an emergency. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, well, it wasn't, uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but he, um, it was a hotel, like, oh, okay. so it was, it was just a really nice hotel in, in downtown Boston, and I got there, like, one in the morning, and, uh, it was, well, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever been to Boston, but it's, um, no, one of the few cities that I haven't been to. Um, I always wanted to. Well, I've been there. I had to get some groceries. Oh, is that, is that the music we can hear in the background? I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if you're hearing the, if you're hearing that, the reason why I'm not on screen yet is because I had to get a couple of groceries. I was going to say, dude. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, I was going to hang up for your like taste in music. music. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're really hating music. This is the good stuff. Um, <laughs> But um, no, I, I'm disappointed because I, I wasn't able to. I, I wasn't expecting to talk to RFK or anything, but I did want to talk to some of the like the doctors and stuff who were going to be there. Mm. But yeah, um, I didn't have. I didn't have the golden ticket. I only have like a, a silver ticket because, um, yeah, there was a reception afterwards. Mm. And I was supposed to have a ticket for it, but they forgot to like, they, basically, like I didn't even know about it. And Andrew Huff was like, hey, yeah, I'm going. Mm. And he was like, you want to go? And I was like, yeah. So that was sometime last week. And he, and he was, so basically, he, he literally just texted off Kate and said, "Hey, Charles wants to come too." And off Kate was like, "Yeah, bring him along." So, 
I, I saw the text. Well, actually, I showed you the text. So. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, that was kind of cool. And I also had uh, Brett Weinstein put in a good word for me as well, um, which is cool. Um, and I don't know if I've said on stream, but and granted, I don't know if it's actually going to happen. But um, he, uh, Brett recommended me whenever he, someone from the DeSantis team reached out because uh, he had been in one of the prior like expert panels that they put together related to pandemic stuff, which is what uh, DeSantis used to make, like he took those recommendations and then he based a lot of his policies upon what those experts said. So um, I think the one that uh, Jay Bhattacharya and Martin Koldoff were on was the same one that Brett Weinstein was on. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he, but he, 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 he put a mind in whenever they were asking for recommendations about a gain of function panel. Mm-hmm. So obviously he's, he's thinking about running for president and so he's trying to get smart on all the issues, et cetera. So he, um, well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And um, well, I, so you know, that's that—that's a, a possibility. We'll see if that actually happens or not. But I would I would say this at the moment that that the subject needs bringing up and being discussed at these higher levels, and like I say, being able to breach into those inner networks. I don't I don't know how successful will be but you know we may just have to well to be honest it's it's been more successful than um well other methods that have been tried Mm. um and you know i hate i hate to say it but andrew f has been coming through Mm. unlike uh unlike you know jc who i was the one helping him get opportunities and uh and he sat in the back, but um, for what's worth, Andrew Huff is—he's uh, kept his word. Anytime there's been something like that, he's—he's he's kept his word. So, yeah, um, um, I, I gotta give him props. This is it, folks. Um, who's who's gonna be there um, when shit goes down, basically? And you know, we know Rixies. <laughs> I mean, I—I I, I don't think anybody would have. Um, would have said his name like as yeah was, he's definitely going to come through but um because because he, he is kind of unique um but he's actually he, he's actually looking out for me i mean he's 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 made it i guess to the bigger level i mean mel gibson's going to be producing a movie about his life so mm. Um, so, so his, that's hilarious, bro. <laughs> I, I know it, it, it is pretty funny, but um, hey, he, he he's he's trying to he, he wants to have like me and like other people from the resistance, like in the movie. I don't know. If, mm. well, he he wants me to actually like play myself, but I, I don't. Not really sure. I, I, 
I already play with myself, so I guess <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready for that next. Wait, what? did I say it loud? Ah, yeah, he did. Oh well. Um, so that's... So, so that's that's pretty cool, but um, yeah, right now I'm, there's a whole bunch of other stuff that's happening that's being um, that's coming to light, etc. And so what I'm trying to do is finish our finish the stuff we're doing for the for the affidavits and um, and well figure out what I'm going to do with my life so I don't uh, have any like suggestions well I, I would try in your current circumstances to, to, to yeah if Andrew Huff is making headway you get in the fire line and uh, help him as much as you can and you know that you know it's frustrating because you, you want to be able to say that um it, it's your work and your merits that should breach that particular obstacle but yeah, I, I don't care the, the goal is just to cross the finish line i don't i don't have any particular um need for we, we just got to get there so yeah that's um, that's how i see this if he, and if he's being helpful then you know i'll accept his help mm-hmm. and but i mean there's so much more going on it's not like it's not, i mean and let's be honest i've got the goods <laughs> yeah 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 it's, i mean it... I, if they wanted to the, the the problem is is that i know that I have way more information than Andrew Huff does that needs to get out that hasn't gotten out yet. And um, that's the problem is that, um, I mean, I, I was talking to Christy about it, or yeah, Christy, she, she was having the same problem. Oh no, closing 15 minutes. Um, Rob. I don't know. I, yep. I, I'm getting pretty frustrated because we can't seem to to get any like I don't want to say leaders, but uh, notable individuals in the resistance to shut up and listen. You know, mm. um, I, I mean, I I guess I hate to say it, but but kind of like what, what JC did with uh, Paul Alexander and Michael Yeaton. Mm. Um, just just for someone in the chat um, asking about the interference in the background it's just Charles is just getting some supplies in um, he'll be he'll be on screen soon just uh, I I kicked off early it's my fault sorry yeah he uh, he uh, shot on his road and I was expecting and, uh, so I'm having to adjust Sorry, man. But it comes down to this issue again of um, the, the the medical side taking preeminence, and it's not the big problem. It, it is a big problem, but there is this bigger problem, which centers around how they can use. Well, again, this. Um, these networks, the you know, I don't even think of them as government anymore, bro. 
just the government is just a facade well, that they use. Well, I, yes, I don't see it as being that we have bigger problems. Does it mean that the vaccine killing people as we speak is is a big problem? But the, my frustration is that we we have some solutions, or at least some we have some things that can kind of break this open more and we're not able to get that information to the public because you know uh, because that's... Steve Kirsch thinks he knows how to plan the resistance and you know it's this fallback into um, again adverse events around vaccines that that becomes the hyper focus and again it's not it's not that that's not a problem but i i want to be able to say that we're directly addressing um who who has their fingers on the triggers of these types of weapons and that's not being addressed right now and they they'll cut that they'll cut the vaccine stuff off and just say yeah have at it and just carry on in the same the same fashion yes sweetheart what's up Okay. Okay. You've got money. You don't need money. Okay. Good girl. Make sure Alex doesn't lose his bag this time. Okay. Good girl. Have a good time. Sorry, bro. Bye. Uh, bye. -bye. Uh, what, what were we saying? Um. Uh, something about Steve Kirsch is a douche or something. Yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's it, it, well, it's these central nodes in this res, like a resistance network. I guess the problem is it being dominated by um, clinicians, etc. Because yeah, that's where the impact was felt. But longer, longer term, we have to we have to find a way a way to get past that. Uh, being asked in the chat yesterday if you saw the euro regulator stuff on Pfizer trials with 10 to 15 year olds um, like just the data from the release or what I'm not sure uh, Nick Moneypenny if you want to sort of expand on that but um, it says I shared yesterday I don't know if that was shared directly with with you um, but the yeah, there, there was a whole bunch of uh, Pfizer documents released this week. I don't know how much you paid. I know you've been traveling. And um, you know who did a really good job of just sort of getting them out there is someone called a concerned amyloidosis. And the um, they say, you need to tell me you use the name Nick Moneypenny, um, if it's the same or not. And the um, there was one data point in there which was that they did find in one um, pregnancy that the lipid nanoparticle had got across the placenta, there'd been a reaction in the um, fetus. And I want to say, I can't remember if the, um, the child survived or not, but they knew even within those trials that there was this chance of um, 
this happening. I want to say that the number of pregnant women in the trial ran around 450, something like this. So if that's the case, that's a one in 450 chance of that um, countermeasure doing, you know, being contraindicated in pregnancy. And they well, knew. Well, I mean, they had actually, what's interesting is that they were trying to make the, um, they were trying to make the virus itself seem more dangerous. And so they were, they were exaggerating the danger associated with getting sick if you were pregnant. Mm. And I actually read a substack where they were, uh, someone actually, uh, well, basically said that they might have even killed one or two women to, to boost the, the percentage. Um, so it's not surprising that they're, they're fiddling with the numbers at both ends. Mm-hmm. But, um, hold on, let me see here. Well, I may have to go offline for like, or just go silent for like five minutes. Yeah, no worries, dude. I've got a... Uh, some... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be right here. I just got to check out. Yeah. Because um, I've got... <laughs> just totally get today. <laughs> it is what it is. Go war with the army you have. All right. Um, there's something I can bring up whilst we're waiting for Charles. So this is um, data that I saw yesterday. Um, and... Where is it? Scroll right down, which is, um, it was a a measure of um, cardiac incidents that were called, and I I quickly grabbed it. I haven't had the full opportunity to see it. So here it is. There's a couple here, so relating to births and what have you. So let's do this and do this. Maybe I'll do a sort of deeper dive um, here. So this is from Kevin Bass, um, hashtag Team Reality. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know whose side he's on, but um, you know, it's it's important that we look at this. And females under forty ambulance calls coded arrest or peri arrest. Okay, and from 2021, well, you can see it start picking up there, and then it just launches into the stratosphere compared to other years, 2018, 2019, 2020. And the same phenomenon was found males uh, that... (laughs) That looks even worse. It's, well, it's, I'm wondering why the female showed um, a sign before the before the males. I don't know. I, th- again, this is interesting data. You're interested in the yellow bars and the light blue bars, which would be um, 2022. And this, again, would be indicative. And again, I'm not... I don't want to just say it's just one thing. Okay, the um, I think we're dealing with potentially synergistic effects, and oh, you can't see it, can you? Ah, sorry. There you go. Um, let's do this. I'll put this down. So here's the females uh, under forty. 
<laughs> all those uh, all those zoomers just uh, keeling over from heart attacks. Um, again, this uh, <laughs> like, um, if you let them get away with this this time, right? And I don't I don't care which you can think it's all COVID, you can think it's all vaccines, etc. Um, the simple fact is. Once you understand that this is a consequence of biowarfare programs, these are the harms they've done. Now, I'm not sure which country uh, this is, but maybe US. And here, um, so number of ambulance call out for conditions, illnesses relating to the heart among people under the age of 30 by month and year so you know 2021 to 2022 uh of orders of magnitude higher than the previous baseline years and again this feeds into what i was talking about yesterday where we can look at this data from cdc again and i apologize i have to uh, uh, update this but the the pattern is the same and cardiac, if you were to just turn all the quote-unquote circulatory disorders into cardiovascular, it would dwarf what we're seeing with um, the neurodegeneration and the, uh, well, diabetes. And, well, I'm wondering how it compares to latest figures with respect to malignant neoplasms. But this... Um, this, if you let it stand, if you don't do anything, they'll just do it again to you. And they're, they're probably just thinking, yeah, we can, you know, they don't care how many medics or scientists that they burned this time round. And they've seen that the institutes that were there supposedly to protect you didn't speak up. They kept quiet. And now here we are. And you know this um so just to now here we are yes here we are um so i don't know if you were could catch what i was saying yeah uh, and now did you did you say that um that cardiovascular uh stuff was was higher than neurodegenerative or yeah if you else? if you add up all the categories within cardiovascular disorders okay. Right. Okay. So, um, yeah, it it would be. I don't know, what do they call it here? They, they, so the the group classification is circulatory diseases, right? And then within that, there's five, six um, subcategories. And but yeah, if you if you added them all up, it would dwarf any of the other large safety signals that we see. Uh, including the um, neurodegenerative, hmm. and but but that makes sense with what yeah, we... that makes sense. We're still we're still in the short term. Uh, well, I, actually, I didn't even hear which data set, like from which country you were. You were uh, so actually, to. actually, this is NHS. So this is UK data. So okay. I, I would make the presumption that that's relatively clean, and this was extracted out of the bureaucracy by uh, freedom of information. Uh, 
request. Yeah, but what time? What time period? Uh, up to March 2022. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So that makes perfect sense then. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, it'd be interesting to see how that data has continued to play out. And yes, well, yeah, with the all cause mortality, the because if it's like every, the, uh, most other places, isn't what we've seen be that it, it shifts from cardiovascular towards, um, you know, the, the neurodegenerative. Uh, well, I, I'd say this. So with neurodegenerative, that peaked very, very high as the um, pandemic begun and it sort of ripped through that elderly population. And then right. as the vaccines started, that started to go up again. And I'd have to I'd have to run downstairs to the PC downstairs to get ethical skeptics. Um figure but he he has it he's done it and you know there was a data point from last week which showed from the uk um one of their highest highest uh rates of all-cause mortality 20 percent above predicted baseline and the leading cause of death is in, in this case dementia uh, yeah. and you know the because of what I've been doing in the last few weeks, um, which is basically trying to hone in on the Parkinsonian aspect. So, and you know, as I, as I've done that, we get news reports from Australia where they're putting out these, I don't know, they're like sort of, they're not commercials, but they're like, uh, um, a topic of interest, I guess. Um, you, you know, it's like a longer segment on the news that they would do after, like, they've run through the headlines and what have you. Yeah. And that, you get what I mean. And the and this was about Parkinson's disease, and there, and you're seeing the same phenomenon that we saw. I want to say like a year and a half ago, a year ago, where they started to say, oh, you know. <laughs> Oh, that's that's you. Uh, you're doing too much reading, drinking tea. You can yeah, have a heart. Too much, too much tea drinking. You're playing video games when you're nine years old and you have a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, and the they they're setting it up now, such that they they're prepping people for this data to of come course. out. Of and course. It's sick. And I mean, well, I, well, yesterday I I put out a tweet where I was just kind of joking about correlation and causation, and what I used was like measles death rates from like the eighteen fifties till modern times and. And you saw the death rates plummet between the twenties and the and like the forties. And so like it went down by like fifty times during that period, and then it's been negligible ever since. Mm. Yeah. And what's interesting is that that was that was more than a decade before 
the very first measles vaccine was ever created. In fact, that was that was before the virus was even discovered, like the causative agent. So, um, yeah. it's so a very what people need to understand is that, is that there's a whole bunch of like we've been told all our lives that that vaccines are this wonderful thing that saved humanity. But the truth is, is that in the case of measles, all vaccines have done is lower the number of cases. Mm. The number of deaths was was so low and, and, a, and a rate per 10,000 that, I mean, basically, like, if I'm doing the math right, you're looking at maybe saving one life for every million doses that you give, maybe two lives or a million doses. So that obviously people, they may still get their measles shot, but they would at least be willing to look at that and say, you know, um, do the taxpayers really need to be paying to have these vaccines created if, if they're really just, they're reducing cases. And what that does is it, well, it doesn't really. Well, it doesn't really make a, a big difference. But what's really sick is that measles, in particular, has been used as an example of this is what hey, this is what happens whenever you have lower vaccination rates. But they're always talking about cases; they're not talking about deaths, and that's what's really twisted. Because the truth of the matter is, is you're actually just as safe, or well. We already know you get perfect lifelong lasting immunity from when you get measles. Right. And you typically get the same thing with the vaccine, but not always. And it's not as good. Sometimes you have to get a second dose. So, you know, if measles is safer than chicken pox, it would be fair for people to say, what the fuck are we doing? Mm. And you know so what, again, they're not just, but they're not just doing that. It's not just measles vaccines. They're in the process of switching all those vaccines to mRNA. Yeah. So instead of being, at least we knew that one was safe, now they're going to put it in the thing that we know is not safe. Yeah. And the, I just, I just had an anecdote about um, chicken pox, right? I got that as a teenager and that fucking sucked, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's always better to get it when you're a little kid and you don't remember. But right, right, because it it literally drove me insane with the itching. It was incredibly. I had quite a bad sort of outbreak all over, and I can remember. Um, like even like a couple of weeks later, I was. I went to uh, my taekwondo, and. Oof. <laughs> A kidney, kidney function, bro. <laughs> kidney function. Well, that. But let's see. The reality is, is that ninety-seven percent of humanity, at any given time, has had the virus. Mm. <laughs> like, even if you've been vaccinated, like if you still, you know, been exposed to the virus, um, and so because it's so infectious. Speaking of that, that that eventually is a good segue, um, because it's so infectious, it's it's able to 
like you you can be in a room in the building next door to the building where a kid is sick with it and you can get it so i mean mm. that is so you're just going to get it and you have to accept it and you know I, the way they fear-mongered all of this shit just makes well it sucks because we don't have a choice i have to burn this motherfucker down because we have to to get them to stop what they're doing right now yeah but all they're doing is just continuing to further destroy their credibility for a generation and so well and i guess the other thing was like just kind of i guess so here's like the topics that that we could kind of cover tonight because there's a lot of stuff going on there's there's um what what christy has been working on and finding because I don't, I don't even know if she's talked to you yet about her lipoplex, um, like realization. Uh, not yet. But, no, I was, I was hoping to get the, uh, the download today, but. Uh, I mean, I can, give, I can give you. The, I'm sure I'll make mistakes, but like, uh, like I can give you the, the, kind of the skinny on that and, and what that's about. Sure. Um, because it's, um, yeah. I mean, but. but I guess we'll, we can go over that a little bit later, but the bottom line is that, um, yes, it's bad, and it means that the plasmids are even worse than we thought. I mean, they can only get worse. But, um, yeah, it, it shows that, that the plasmid and the lipid nanoparticle by themselves are, can be enough to see the short term, a lot of the short term stuff that we see, obviously long term, we're still seeing things driven by the spike, but in the short term, a lot of that, like clot buildup and everything else and the super like cytokine storms that are coming from the shot that th there's enough just with the uh, lipid particle and the plasmid to account for for what we're seeing with that um and uh and yeah we could talk about it a little bit more because it goes more into depth with um, cumulative knowledge and things but then the another thing that i've been doing is um, going even further into look comparing all the different potential and actual biological weapons with sars etc and now i've gotten I've got a much bigger list. It includes those 34 known bioweapons that were listed and ranked. And I took those, added a bunch of more well-known viruses. And then I went through each one and said, okay, which one, uh, which virus ha the operates using furin expression? Which one has DC sign? And that's, that's interesting. That, that explains a lot. Um, Oh, I saw it. Yeah, you, that was that tweet where you sort of said apologies. I, I missed this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I had uh, Winnie the No, I had uh, the mic drop. I think it was. No. Which one was it? Maybe it was. I don't remember. I, I, I made a couple different memes, but I guess one of them was Winnie the Pooh and one of them was Obama dropping the mic. Mm. But I don't remember if I actually like, sent that one off. But, but yeah, there's. We, we keep on, well, JC probably shouldn't watch this stream because I'm about to break his heart, but we keep on seeing all the evidence that keeps pointing to um, A, the virus can spread, and B, 
Um, it came from biological weapons program. So uh, just big, big heart for Karma Doc in the chat. Um, actually, uh, Karma, I'm going to. I need to contact you. I need to speak to you. Um, pretty urgently. Um, so uh, be on the uh, be on the lookout. Uh, right. So. Sorry to interrupt you, bro. So you, you were talking. Yeah, so, so I mean, so there's there's that topic. There's the the, the stuff that Christie's been working on, which I've I've talked to her quite a bit in the last couple of days. So I'm I'm aware of where she's in that process. Mm. Um, and she actually she did an interview with the Spectator. Apparently, mm -hmm. they really liked it, and that um, Kevin McKernan also did one, and they're gonna like merge it together into like one longer whatever uh, episode of whatever it is and um apparently that went really well and so she's been able to uh, connect with more people and more doctors over in australia which you know doesn't help as much but uh but i think she's starting to make more progress than than i am that's for sure at least in getting people's attention. But, I, I hate to say it to you, bro. Uh, she's just easier on the eyes, mate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, uh, maybe 10 years ago I would have had a chance, but <laughs> no, nah, it's okay. I don't regret for that. Um, no, she, she's been awesome, and she's... Um, what's interesting is that... Um, so I think that over the next couple of days, she's going to be working on, like, a quick paper that... that um, it kind of aggregates what what she was able to figure out because she she was like I think we had all been talking about like she had come on to the show a few days ago and we had been talking about you know the what, her lipid nanoparticle stuff and the different types of it and how the cumulative charges uh, depending on what they are can can they it can all cause bad stuff and. But and, and so she was still trying to to finish in her mind figuring out how like what happens what is happening with the plasmid and um, nanoparticle combo like once they're in that vial and they're sitting there for a long time and they mix mm. what does that mean what is it, what is the outcome of when they mix and as it turns out there's it's, it basically comes down to two things. Either the plasmid gets sucked up inside a lipid nanoparticle, or the... Or wait, wait, wait. The, say, say that again. The plasmid... Sorry, the pla I thought you said the... I got oh, that wrong sorry. way around in my head. But the plasmid no, no, gets taken the, into the lipid the nanoparticle. The plasmid can be one of two things. It can be free-floating like mm. externally, yeah. or it can be... Um, snagged inside lipid nanoparticle pieces, you know, whatever, like half formed or slowly breaking down over time, whatever shape they are, you got this mixture of, of different charged particles and shit. And if it gets loose enough to where plasmids can get in there, then those plasmids can go because they're within the lipid nanoparticle, they can go wherever it goes much more easily. And in particular, that can help them get directly to the nucleus. 
And so that spurs a cancer that's like turbocharging cancer is the mm. way she called it. Mm. Well, you know, we have to say, I, I have no reason to doubt the data that ethical skeptic is putting out. I mean, even you just have to look at the CDC data and um, malignant neoplasms are way, way above where they should be. Um, and we have to come up with cogent reasons as to why that would be. And yeah, wrapping, wrapping a uh, synthetic plasmid with a SV40 promoter plus the spike protein and literally, literally, what did, what's the, oh, what the, what the bombs called the US military uses where they sort of have like a IR laser shining on a target and then they fly in. Oh, um... Oh, jeez. J-Dams. J-Dams. So it's, lit it's literally like a J-Dam for, uh, for the cell nucleus. And... Absolutely. And one thing that I pointed out to her, because so yesterday morning she had, um, she had used chat GPT and had asked it um, to calculate, like, okay, what would be the, in these two scenarios, what would be the the overall net charge of this mixed particle? And at least one of them was like forty of whatever the something electron volts. I don't micro. I forget what the. So it's the zeta potential and charge right. that you yeah, would. You, yeah. you... Over the overall, the zeta potential is is the is the overall charge of this of this massive lipid nanoparticle mRNA mm. stuff. And the zeta potential is just, you know, the overall charge of that construct. Mm. And the, the, when the plasmids either get into, or the other option, or the other possibility is that if the plasmids are loose, then because they're loose, they, and the, because of their, well, parts of their, I don't want to say epitopes, but for simplicity, simplicity to say, we'll say epitopes, because of, of their, what they have on their own membrane, um, they easily attract nanoparticle stuff. Mm. And especially depending on which ones like happen to be floating around, whether it's a whole one, but if it's like, if I remember correctly, if it's partial stuff, because stuff is breaking down, then... I want to say it's in that case where you can start like a cascade, like a runaway chain reaction almost, where you can get a, you can get clot formation exponentially faster, and and so basically what you have is because the plasmids are in there, they're going to go somewhere, and like some of them won't get all clumpy or they won't get swallowed up, but mm. Some of them will, and if, and so it's really just a matter of, you know, statistical probability. I mean, but one thing that she knows is that you know, it does correlate with time. So the the longer, the older that the vial is, the longer it's it's in storage and not being used after being manufactured, especially if it's frozen, you're going to see 
the breakdown of the of these constructs inside the vial mm. and it's going to accelerate with, with time so it's yeah it's, it's a big giant shit show because on the one hand you either have turbocharged cancer or you have turbocharged clot formation mm. and that's and that's separate from all the other things that can cause clot formation and the other things that can cause cancer right, like right. The and hypoxia stuff so because that's that's what after she was telling me that yesterday afternoon i was like okay well then let me throw this stuff at you because remember in addition to that we have a hypoxic environment um and let's just say you're in the hospital you've been really sick with covid and then they jab you on your way out the door which is insane but that's what they've been doing i mentioned that last time um so they were doing that with some ungodly number of people and so, so people that, who were post-infection as they're sort of packing up to leave correct yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so what that does though is because because hypoxia when, when you're when you're in this case when your blood oxygen level is below 90 mm. um furin expression triples in that environment and when furin is expressed it uh it's it's like a it's a booster signal for cancer cell formation. So you have more um, aberrant cells being popped up. And, but now think about it this way. It, imagine transfecting yourself with, you know, 13 to 15 billion or 13 to 50 billion spike particles all at once that are going to be transfecting you. And, but you do that in a state of hypoxia. Well, people, people don't think about it, but on the spike protein inside the vaccine is, guess what? There's also furin cleavage sites. There's also the SEB um, motif. So you're just, and it's, it's in a suppressed environment. So you're actually taking what was already a turbocharged cancer environment. And you're just, blowing that out of the water like completely yeah it's like the absolute worst possible i i can't imagine the number of people that were killed just because of that well um, it just we know that there's this increased risk of sequelae just after infection anyway right right and the yeah i can i can just imagine making the situation in, infinitely worse by the gene transfection of these uh, products and you know again for muttons that are watching the first paper the review the trends in molecular medicine review okay the plasma concentration of spike is equivalent to that seen in infection okay that's that's the data that's how it stands and you're gonna go and put that into people who are already in this chronically inflamed um more disease state i guess just call it that but um well it's been it's been it's been interesting because um well it's kind of motivated me to 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 work a little bit faster because uh like she she already she was already 
doing that and she had researched it enough so that way when she was on whatever radio or tv show whatever it was later in that morning she had already figured out like she used the chat gpt to do the calculations and then she verified those calculations and she's like well shit i mean wow mm. this is this is real we need to talk and i was like well Sounds like you need to write a paper. She's like, oh shit, you're right. Mm. So, mm. I, I guess. Well, I was joking about it, but I think that she might actually write a paper in the next couple of days. Um, I hope but, so. But so yeah, it was it was really impressive because she, she she literally looked into what's called this um, lipoplex phenomenon mm. the previous day. Like she just thought about it. It might have even been when we were talking. I, I don't remember. But when she looked into it, she's like, holy shit, okay. So this phenomenon already exists. They already understand it. And then she went ahead and, like, actually dug into figuring out how that would mix with the plasmids and figured it out in, like, 12 hours. Pretty impressive. So I'm feeling like a little... Uh, like I gotta up my game a little bit. Uh, sure. You're doing plenty, bro. Like I say, you've you've literally sort of wow. You've covered so many domains and done it in an accomplished fashion that, like I say, people owe you. And uh, listen, folks, you watching? I want to say thank you to uh, More Burgle for the thirty dollar tip. Feed the marine, <laughs> Charles. Charles isn't getting paid to save your asses, right? He's doing this off his own back, his own his own effort, okay? Send money, send money, feed him, feed me, okay? We will um, We will do our best to Yeah, I, I, only need, I only need 40 grand to make up for what JC, uh, <laughs> I couldn't get, so. Ah, bro, bro. I mean, it's just like pocket change to me, you know, whatever, but. Uh, out, out of interest, did you see Malone at the meeting? Was he there? Uh, uh, the only, I mean, I did, but he was actually, he actually magically appeared in line behind me whenever I was, we were going through security. Oh, no shit. Uh, yeah, and it sucked because, like, I, uh, I, I put out a tweet about this, too, because I, uh, like, I saw people like were, were walking towards me with like smiles and like waving. Mm. And for like a split second, I was like, sweet. Do people actually know who I am? Do I have a fan or two? No, no. They, they saw Malone, who's literally right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so they walked right by me and like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And, of course, as soon as like the security people saw him, they like grabbed him out of the line, like had him walk past everybody. Motherfucker! So yeah. he got the rock star treatment, and uh, I just got, you know, the, the peon, the pleb treatment, <laughs> like the yeah. rest of us. <laughs> yeah. So you know, that was that. But so I, I did vaguely see him alone. I, I did, I did catch a glimpse of JC. The only time I saw him was when he, I saw him because he was sitting up, um, just 
in one of the sections and but i i noticed him because he was looking at me and then oh, like, as, soon as, <laughs> as soon as we locked eyes like he looked away it was, it was funny um, but yeah he and mark were there and uh i mean there's a lot of people and uh i don't know um, what's what's your impression of how it's been received in the American media? You talk about uh, RFKs. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. Um, well, the the American left uh, is not reporting on it. Um, the the right is, you know, reporting on it. Um, and I think. It, this is going to sound crazy, but I think that as it stands right now, um, he's going to probably continue to receive a lot more press from right-leaning news sources than the left-leaning because they are all in on anti-vax, um, conspiracy theorist stuff. Uh, well, there were protest. There were a couple of protesters. Oh, really? Uh, Whenever I walked out, yeah, there was a couple of protesters, and they handed me a flyer. And what was really interesting is that it it wasn't, um, I don't know, it wasn't the standard stuff. The stuff in the flyer was dropping like Epstein bombs and, and like other stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, so you can, I, but I'm pretty sure that they were left left leaning protesters. So my guess is what they're doing is. They're willing to throw everything at him mm. because, I mean, I know that I know they're terrified. Yes. They, right now they have a corpse in office, so mm. so yes, he could win. Mm. He could certainly beat Biden. Um, someone's asking for your PayPal link. Let me. I have that somewhere. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's also it's also at the top of most of my Substack articles. You can either click the the Substack subscribe button, or underneath it, generally I'll have a little link that goes to the uh, the PayPal. Uh, uh, yeah, you ingrates, <laughs> feed him. It's been. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm just appreciative of of any support that I get, and they've they've been pretty good. Man, if you can't um, if you can't pay anything, share. Keep sharing. Keep putting Charles' work out there in front of people now 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 you've got uh two two well you've you've got so many tweets that sort of hone in on your watchmaker which what would be the the you need a pin tweet on your profile in twitter that says here's here's where the you can take this and immediately use it um to i don't know in any or... Well, I mean, yeah. I, basically, what I've done is, as I had it linked to, uh, I, I did. Uh, well, I basically did two big summaries. One last July, and then one like at the end of March. And so the, the one that's at the end of March is the article that is is most it's the best one because it's it's got everything that's it's got all the conclusions that fit like uh, on that little just two page mm-hmm. summary 
but the Substack article also has for almost every single bullet point or conclusion, it's got like a graphic or something that helps explain it or show like the evidence. As I say, those fucking muttons talking to you saying, <laughs> just completely ignoring the data and saying, um, well, what, 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 what was it? It was, it was, well, you aren't published was one of them. And basically, yeah, I mean, not that, not that I care, but yeah, I think the other was that, you know, you had sort of arrows pointing at particular stuff and sort of highlighting it as a, um, a very important and pertinent issue for people to look at. But Is again, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I mean, most of the people who are going to read it aren't scientists. So, mm. but it, that, that, that's part of the mechanism for um, muddying the waters and trying to sort of throw shade at um, people who are trying to sort of bring this data forward. And, you know, and of course, the other thing is just uh, you're, you're a lab leaker. So these people are um, wedded to the idea that the, uh, the, market is the spillover event and <laughs> I think even the Zunati have given up in the last week or so right after Gals well, they, they pretty much shut up like there was a little bit of uh, bitching and complaining and basically they're just saying well why didn't you release this three years ago mm. I think it's, that is an implication that it's um, damning or something mm. but the truth is is that they really didn't have to release it because there's nothing there. Right. And for people who haven't been paying attention, when I say nothing there, I mean literally, like, they're finding single reads out of, like, a million or whatever that a single read that is SARS-CoV-2 mm. in, in, like, one sample. Next that, to the toilets. Right. I mean, just the, the ridiculousness, because... Literally, all they're doing is being selective about well, the data that they're explaining from the study. Mm. It makes it sound like it has any relevance whatsoever. Because remember, they put out the – they had the, the billion articles coming out, singing the praises and talking about all this crap. And literally, there's nothing. They, they're, they are – I'm trying to think of a good analogy. Um, Scotch mist. That's what we say in the English. Scotch mist. What is Scotch mist? Well, it just basically means there's nothing there. It's illusionary. Um, and the I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's funny, dude. That picture that um, Gilles Demeneff made, where he he'd sort of done the measurements and overlaid it on Dayzak's the photo that Dayzak had taken of showing the toilets and the Mojang yeah. room, etc. Um, so there was a commentary article in Science, I think it was, and I I posted in there that there was no, or, or, or you know, barely a whiff of um, raccoon raccoon dog in this thing and saying it's right next to the toilets and it actually had uh, Eddie Holmes came in for damage control. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, because they know that literally all of this, so all of this BS, all of this 
a media frenzy, all of the articles. I mean, you you and I know because we've been talking about it forever. They're just preloading the literature, but mm. they're preloading the literature with stuff that they know is not just wrong; it is irrelevant. Like they're literally making a big ado about literally nothing, mm. but they get they can get away with it because the journals are are supporting them yeah and so the journals aren't asking the questions the peer reviewers are letting it slide mm. when the truth is they literally have they're in they're making insinuations and in publishing it in science yeah and well what's ironic about that is that um what i'm trying to finish tonight is uh my own well just a just something to put out that that has my own uh revelations from my own like meta analysis mm. that i did and well shit i actually right. Dude, I mean, you need to I, I you need to get like, the epidemiology that you've done like, right say it again? you need to get that epidemiology of the early cases reported in the Correct. and get it up on ResearchGate. get it up um and then yeah, that's what I'm trying to finish tonight. Because I also found, I don't even remember if I told you, I think I did, but I haven't shown anybody yet. And I feel terrible because I'm still sitting in my car, which I haven't started yet, because it was going to be loud when I'm driving because I have a Mustang, which is awesome, but I can't really drive it quietly and talk. But um, It is awesome. But, we, we blew across Texas in that thing. Yeah, we did. Uh, Fucking kicked ass. <laughs> um, yep, and it's been paid off for four years, and it's uh, 2017. So, um, but no, what I was going to say is that so not only had I done like the meta analysis, and I've got the I've tabulated up the, the numbers, and I've shown that there's a 20 percent shift. There's a there's a 10,000 case shift from one side of the river to the other. Like when you look at the actual Chinese data that you concatenate, bring it all together, it it's clear that neither Warobi nor the Chinese scientists who wrote the WHO report had ever actually looked at the science. Not that they ever cared, but they it's very clear that they completely ignored what actual scientists in China and in Wuhan were saying about the epidemiology. Mm -hmm. and, but the really cool thing is, which I haven't shown to anybody yet, but, but I will surely I'll, I'll, I'll at least at the very least I'll put it in the chat. So that way you can, um, so that you can show it mm -hmm. is what happened beyond that. I decided on a whim. I was like, okay, well, I figured out a, this. This is like this is a big deal because it's a completely different geospatial distribution. This completely obliterates all of the arguments. And this isn't early cases. This is all cases, which makes me feel good because this is the thing that everybody else ignored that I kept working on for two years. Um, and but when I went deeper and I said, okay. Well, let's 
let's just spitball here and say, okay, the 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 number of additional cases that appeared on the on the with side of the river is I think fifty eight hundred, and the the number that was subtracted from the uh, from the market side of the river was forty nine hundred. And but the net difference, uh, I, I wanted to figure out like, hey, maybe there's maybe it could tell me something else. And sure enough, it did. Because so what I did was I, I only looked at um, Wu Chang and Jiangsha, Jiangsha, which are the two districts that have the WIV headquarters and the BSL four lab. And those two, by themselves, of the four, of the four districts that are on the the wave side of the river of the Yangtze River, um, those two districts account for ninety nine point four percent of all the difference, because everything else cancels out on on that side. On the other side of the river, on the other side of the river, if if you just take the three um, districts that surround the the Huanan market, um, that also um, accounts for like ninety nine percent of the difference, maybe like ninety seven percent, something like that. So what I'm saying is, is that it's not just that there's a ten thousand seven hundred and ten case shift from the west to the eastern side of the Yangtze River, which is a mile-wide river, and after the lockdowns occurred on January 23rd, there was no movement back and forth between them. So what that means is that the distribution that existed at that time should be basically baked in. Okay. Because after that, it was just, it, it was growing, but they were already in lockdown, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, that, folks. That, that, okay, listen. What, what that means? What that means is that not only is there a twenty a twenty percent shift of all cases in Wuhan, but those twenty percent that twenty percent shift was taken directly from the market and the surrounding districts, and moved, and actually comes from the two districts where. The Wuhan Institute of Virology has its labs. Ah, <laughs> uh, busted. <laughs> yeah, that's to me. That was like the final, and I just figured that out a couple of days ago. Mm. But that I don't. I don't even like. I, I'm pretty sure the English would say that that's done and dusted. I don't know. Yes, because yeah. because I the data that I used didn't come from a biased Chinese source. It came from a hundred and fifty different studies. So, the likelihood, like, which is more likely that the Chinese fabricated one study, and that the and that Warobi and friends, um, like, continued to build off of that fabricated study, or that that those 150 studies are all fabricated and the answer yeah is that they're busted yeah. 
Look, man. People are listening. Um, took two years. Took two years. Two years of my life as a side project to to finally get to this point. Um, and people need to be holding these individuals, groups, organizations, institutes. You have to hold them to account, right? There's no second chances here. No, oh, it's an honest mistake, Governor. <laughs> we've we've blown past that, right? And they're literally taking bites out of you yeah. and <laughs> how much does it take how much does it take to get people off their fucking asses right now and and just just do the basics just cover yourself you know if you're getting if you're getting done over by a, <laughs> you know cover your head <laughs> try to stop some blows landing but no one's doing anything we're all just sitting there like mutton going to the slaughter. Bleating. Well, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm looking for the I'm looking for the 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 like the the little quick visuals that that kind of depict what I just like stated. Mm. Uh, but I can't I can't tell you how pleasing, not pleasing, I don't, know, I don't know. It makes me feel good to know that I didn't waste two years on a side project for nothing because everybody else in Drastic had zero interest in looking at any cases that were after December 1st or after December 31st. I kept saying, look, we can learn a lot from the overall big picture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And they just, and they're still, and granted, what's really, you know, what's, I guess, I don't know if it's cool or whatever, but, but I found the picture that Dastrick had taken <laughs> in a brief that he, that he had given. So I found that picture that they ultimately used to figure out like the toilet stuff. Um, I didn't realize that it was showing that in fact, I only showed it to them, to the rest of the little crew, because, because I noticed a discrepancy in his description of, um, the sick, like sick, uh, wiv workers, because in the brief that he gave to the FBI, et cetera, after he came back from his, like he was giving his debrief after being part of the WHO investigation, his description, his private, like that, not that non-public meeting that that brief just this like talks about the like three or actually there's i think it was in that case it was like four we have researchers that tested positive for covid but in the actual published world health organization report the WIV said that none of their um like that nobody ever tested positive mm. So right there, there was, there was a clash between two sources and Dashik was, was helping, you know, prepare the public version of that report. But once again, privately, he said something different. So, yeah, it's, um, they've just been, I don't know, fucking used to 
Well, yeah, they've been doing that, but it's it's more it, it's more underhanded, right? It's like diddling your kids <laughs> more than anything, doing doing everything under the under the radar, thinking that they can. And this gross part is that they thought that they would be able to contain any of these um, yep. information pushbacks by censorship and the. Yep. Um, people they don't have your interests at heart in any fashion whatsoever <laughs> whether it's giving you scientific accuracy as to what happened or as it comes down to them implementing quote unquote medical countermeasures and uh, oh, he's just uh, Nick has uh, jumped into the Zoom chat bro I'm going to admit him okay. well, I mean they just fabricated everything mm. it's made shit up yeah and so this this might be i've got a question for nick when he actually manages to get in if i can bring him oh of course it's not gonna be any cameras i may as well just keep me on the screen and the the, the toilets <laughs> that's on the screen um the well this this plays into a lot of um what nick talks about where um, they once they sort of got past the when you're in the 40s 50s etc the molecular biology wasn't there and um it, it eventually they started to get that act together as the engineering of the scientific tools began to um match what it was that they were thinking about doing and they've lied prevaricated and done well you could call it crime against humanity whatever you want to do but you know telling people that oh you know we shut down our offensive biological warfare etc we don't do that all lies all all designed to placate sheep yep hang on let's, let's just see if i can ask nick can you hear us yeah how you doing, bro? Absolutely. I'm good. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Can you hear Charles? Can you hear Charles? Uh, can you hear Nick Charles? Can I hear Charles eating pizza? Yes, I can hear yeah. him. Yeah, get like, give it. No, no pizza. I'm, I'm eating beef jerky in my front seat of my car, so. Awesome. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll let um, Charles uh, get his rations in. But I was, uh, like I said, I thought you did an excellent job in the stream you did in the week with John O. And I'm not sure I'm pronouncing the name right. O'Loughlin? John O'Loughlin. John O'Loughlin. Yeah. You're British and you don't know how to say O'Loughlin? Well, I just, you Americans butcher everything, so I don't want to. Uh... Well, you British people invaded their island, goddammit. You should at least learn how to <laughs> It's my it. island. Well, actually, actually, ironically, ironically he, he's the one who was butchering things yesterday with his with his... With his mutton, his smutton crew thing. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. Oh, you mean the cutthroat, the yeah. cutthroat theory? Yeah. yeah, that was pretty devious. Yeah, I, I heard some. I heard some language. Um, uh, I heard some words being spoken to them. Um, and uh, got some of the streams this mm. morning. So mm. yeah, they were. Uh, how should we say? Well, like I say, there's. Um, we need. To, we need tools available to people to be able to shut these pillocks down 
when they're when they're just gaslighting people and you know that this was the um question which i wanted to sort of ask you nick so you made a you made a point when speaking with john about the role of farmer in these programs which was the and i want to say merc in particular that was it yeah and they have been pivotal in being able to maintain these i don't know programs call them that but they and so the question i I wanted to ask was how much how much do you think was um removed from public the public's purview because they could say it this would be proprietary information not top secret but just proprietary and therefore you can't you can't have it because of trade secrets patents etc how much did that happen uh you're are you asking me um how much essentially borrowing the proprietary theater that protected area did the dod or ic do inside of merc or in general okay um well i mean that's like asking me how many top secret programs are there when i've never i've never i've never been read into a top secret program um i i have only the signals that have surfaced through other historians and that have made their way to the public record the Mm -hmm. one that i care the most about um, is really kind of the long arc of, you know, me and my timelines, Timecat, is mm-hmm. their their marriage to the DOD at World War II. That's when, you know, that's when they, they took their vows and they walked down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And their persistent involvement in um, uh, the aggressive and dangerous stuff like, you know, modifying cancer-causing viruses. Um, I see projects in the SVCP annual progress reports what i've never ever been able to uh do an a b reconciliation on is get my hands on something that wasn't included in the report which might have been a top secret op so first and foremost everything that i have every single bit um with the exception of um a couple of very interesting personal correspondence artifacts that i got from dr alan cantwell in 2019 before he died um, everything I have is from the public domain. I don't have a deep throat that's brought me insider stuff from Merck. Um, that being said, that doesn't change anything about the culpability and the conduct of what they've done. And even the things that are public records in the SVCP stuff um, is quite dubious, like making large volumes, huge amounts of cancer vaccines. I think in 1972, we can all guess the effectiveness, the safety and effectiveness of a cancer vaccine prepared by Merck in 1972. I wonder what happened to that cohort. Those were for so, Jesus. Those are for oh, Jesus. for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> so so um, uh, I, I, I would assume that because of all of the different universities, uh, and this is something that we might ask. Um, I don't know if Mary is able to or willing to consent uh, or or relinquish, you know, some secrecy there of some of the things that might have happened in her background, because she's the only uh, professional. I mean, Johanna has clearly the insider track, right? She was a young woman and she had that very difficult experience at, at Fort Detrick. 
and sort of had that rude awakening you know she got red pilled mm. but um she didn't as far as i understand persist and have access to you know german defense german intelligence she didn't have a career in the military did she she went into no. she went into become a clinician and a practice you know a, a practicing doctor yeah so mm. i think i think mary might if she's able to and that might be something uncomfortable to press because mm. it might be an nda and it might be an NSO. That's where Charles can tell you, you know, he he knows what an NSO is better than I do because he's been under them. He probably still is subject to to them. So anyway, or well, I mean, I, I'm not supposed to talk about classified shit that I knew yeah. about, but yeah, it's not a exactly. It's not so much um um. They never told you, they never told you this, this agreement doesn't even exist. We never had this conversation. You've never been in that kind of a, an agreement. Well, I mean, if I, if I was, if I you were, you couldn't tell me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right, no, well, no, but I mean, I had a secret clearance. I didn't have a top secret clearance or TSSCI okay. or anything. So, sure. um, um, but I mean, that was sufficient enough for me to see everything that I needed to see. Um, and anything that could be incriminating, really, mm-hmm. would not. It, it wouldn't even be like at the basic TS level. It, it would be compartmentalized, like what, like the diffuse proposal that was found on JWix. Like the, yeah. JWix is where it would be if there was something that they didn't want you to see. And he, being an officer and being at DARPA, he had the actual SEI investigation. And so he had access to that server, which is why he saw it. But once again, this is why, like when JC talks about this being dumb, this being a big spoof, he has no fucking idea what he's talking about. He just doesn't. Because you, you never get documents. You never get classified documents. Nick just said it. He's never seen anything that wasn't in the public domain and that's from all of the hiv history and he's pulled from a whole bunch of excellent researchers who came before him i think my door is going guys back a sec so so the diffuse proposal the, the fact that that exists now in the public domain that is incredibly um unlikely like that never happens and okay the but the fact that they didn't classify it they were trying to hide it on that server which is why they didn't markings on it because when you when you put markings on it when you classify when you assign a classification to a document or set of documents that goes into a written record as well as then being placed into a specific place on a specific network so the fact that we have that is it's a blessing from God because that never happens. It just never happens. I agree. And I, you know, people are, people repeatedly come to me. I think, I think Kevin's probably done it the most is just kind of come to me in despair. Cause he's, you know, he's, he's, he's shoveling this coal every freaking day. It's his thing now. And he's like, Oh, I just don't know. Is this, you know, he basically is, is expressing what I see um, as we'll wait for him to, Put his headphones back in before we talk. Uh, yeah, about it was his wife coming back from the laundrette. So. 
Oh, okay. We won't tell her that you said it was the dog. Um, so, <laughs> I don't know a dog. Let's sojourny. Let's sojourny. Um, so, um, uh, the the point is, Kevin. I was just I was just telling Charles about you uh, centrally and others coming to me with fatigue, and and I guess kind of exhaustion and frustration about when is this all going to come out and how much digging do we have to do and how much evidence does there have to be, and what you're waiting for isn't the other shoe to drop, the ball has been delivered. You've got more from systems around the world, the NCBI among them, and many other um, essentially, we hope, third party, you know, uh, uh, externally verifiable systems. You've got more evidence than we ever did back in the 80s about lab origin. You've got you've got it. You know, you've got every every nail, every every board, every window that you need to build this structure. Um, what you're frustrated and what the fatigue is, I, I as I see it, is about critical mass. It's about ad adoption of the evidence and applying people applying themselves, turning off their freaking, you know, stream their favorite streaming things on Netflix and reading some real world material that affects their lives today. They're not doing it. Mm -hmm. Everybody is trying to get out of the COVID madness and get back to that sort of hypnotized American state. A lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, it's, that's the challenge. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you get around that. There was, there was a point I wanted to bring up and it needs to be, emphasized more that we've got a lot of people listening to now i think it might be a record for live stream uh 255 on rumble and uh, we're, we're hovering around 280 total i think um nice. 290 um so nearly 300 people live that that puts you in the top tier of uh live streamers on rumble man <laughs> the uh the, the point you made about what joanna said her experience and this mm -hmm. this is crucial for people to understand right and this this is why charles and myself are just well we're we're frustrated and we we know what's going on which is this concept of that the they knew back whenever i don't know i guess it came out from maybe they even knew back in the 50s 60s etc that in order for a viral pathogen to be militarily effective you had to have the binary component to it and if you don't if you don't grasp that gene transfecting that fucking spike <laughs> with with an sv40 promoter is is the uh is the secondary component to a weapon you've got to go back to the beginning you've got to understand how these people think and how the um, the gears meshed in these systems to, well, one, f find the scientific rationale for approaching biowarfare in that context. And two, I guess the, the infrastructure to deploy that. And maybe, maybe this is a question for you, Charles, which is, um, from a bioweapons, that, that bioweapons viewpoint, it wouldn't have been possible until very recently, right, right up until the last few years, you could argue, would it have been possible to deliver the secondary component 
in the in the manner that it has. Do, do uh, absolutely, definitely. Well, definitely in the manner that it has. Um, we see and we've, we've we've witnessed the irrational rush to adopt this mRNA bullshit, and when when everybody knew that it was still five years away at least, if it was ever going to work. Um, and yes, I mean, I, I can't look at it any other way. In fact, that's why one of the newest things that I've built is that is I, is I went through the, I went to gain a function in, in, in Dirk definitions. I found the seven categories of gain of function research. And I, and I made a graphic showing how SARS-CoV-2 fulfills it. Yeah, let me. I'm just. I'm just going to try and find that latest tweet of yours. Keep talking, Charles. Yeah, because if any, because when you look at that, and then you see that any of the seven that isn't fulfilled by the virus itself can be filled by the jabs or the withholding of of drugs that they knew were going to work. Like between all that mix of, of the virus and the response, we have endured, we've experienced all seven uh, gain of function um, improvements that could have been done to that virus. Like all seven are fulfilled by SARS-CoV-2 and the response to SARS-CoV-2. Yeah. So whatever, whatever that means, it means that that well, I mean, I, I can it to me and and well now typically when people say talk about a binary weapon, so is, talking it, about sorry to interrupt you, Charles. Just I just want to make sure I've got the right tweet. It's the one that says yes, if only, and the furin. Um, let me just bring this one down on the screen. I mean, well, um, oh crap! Unfortunately, I can't. Oh, I can just share the desktop, right? <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah, you, you couldn't share because then I can tell you. Uh, I mean, it's pretty. It's within the last couple of days. Yeah. Because I had one that has has a list of the different um, um, biological weapons agents, and where SARS could do falls on that with all the special episodes and stuff. But then I, the other one is at the very top. It lists the seven categories of of gain function experiments. And then below that, I have um, by which category, I, I have like in each category, I have a list of papers that explains how SARS-CoV-2 meets that. Um, so uh, is, it, is it the, forgive me, I forgot something, how embarrassing to it. You can see the screen, right? So that, that one yep. was just yep. linking. It's a, no, it was a, you just passed it. Kevin, you should follow silence survivor. Yeah, and it might be there might be a lag too. So, but it's not the one that has that has furin at the top with the little stuff. It's um, I want to say, yeah, keep going down. There this, it is, right there. This one. Yeah. Top right. No, well, no, it was the it was the it was the one where there was just one picture. Mm. There was a list. The list. Uh, this one. Like, like I said, there's a lag, so I can't tell for sure. 
Um, no, it's the one. It, it's um, that's the list of pathogens about potential weapon pathogens. Um, but it's a different list, and it was the only picture that was in the tweet. But you passed. It's in between the ones that you just saw. This one. How odd for bioweapons expert to never analyze SARS-CoV-2. Yeah, that, for... that one. Right there. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Lay it on them. Bombs away with the black pills. Oh, oh. Um, well, I guess that's sort of... He's on a... He... He's on a phone, Kevin. No, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. I got okay. It. Uh, yeah, I'm. Oh, I'm superhuman. They, well, they were testing all the cool new uh, James Giordano type weird shit in my brain, so I can like see. And <laughs> He's and shit, got the so. neural implants, Kevin. He's a Borg already. He's been assimilated. Sorry, guys. I'm a plant. <laughs> well, like literally, like a ficus. Um, anyway, let's see. So, so like I said, um, one of the other things I've been trying to do is. So if you if you yeah. can't see the screen, Charles, I can read out the. No, I can see. I can see. I can see. Oh, it's oh, okay. He's okay. he's he can pinch and zoom. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I, I was going to make a turtle head poking joke, but never mind. <laughs> so yeah, if you need to pop out, if you need a bit, you need to take a powder. You let us know. <laughs> Wow, I, I love your I love your phrases. <laughs> he is you're, a gentleman, you're, right? You're, I was gonna say gay, but you know, <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I mean, we just missed a we missed a perfect opportunity to illustrate for Kevin how um, you know Americans use gay humor now because you said That's I'm true. a flower. You're like I'm a plant. I'm a flower, and I was gonna say a pansy. A daisy. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was a good, yeah. We'll see. I, that's yeah. We it was Marie's teed up for you, and it was missed. It was well. I didn't. I so we. It was a pickup joke. Okay, back to Charles. Anyway, um, yeah. So one of the things I've been trying to do is because part of the watchmaker hypothesis is obviously that all the evidence points to several, like like SARS-CoV two is is the is a result of a it's an outcome from a long process with with many fits and starts along the way of developing potential bioweapons it just is and we have to come to accept that because um well because congress isn't going to they, they want to ignore this shit completely but we can't because this this is too big to hide behind the national security tag. Okay, it just is. Um, I'm, I'm going to kick somebody in the in the dick if if I hear them say that because no, I'm sorry. We have superseded national security as an excuse because the, the, a million Americans have died. I'm sorry, they can't use that excuse anymore. Like if you can't if if a million Americans are dead, then you have failed in your national security. Whatever it is. You have failed. So, um, anyway, with that in mind, people need to understand what a biological weapon, like what that term means in today's world. Because 
because if SARS-CoV-2 is a bioweapon like we think that it is, um, it's not, the public was not, was not thinking that. Okay. Now every bioweapons expert, you know, there's Boyle or, well, he was the only one who was willing to speak, but, but, but there, but there were people who, who understood this and were like, yeah, this can totally be a bioweapon. We don't know if it is, but it could totally could be. And, but that's because people don't understand what you would want, like what type of weapon you would want. Everybody always like jumps in their mind. They jump to Ebola. They jump to the most horrific thing you can possibly imagine. That once you get it, you're dead and you're never coming back. And that's not. Well, in, in, in this case, it, it's, it's possible to sort of lay some of the, the blame for that on things, you know, the, what was the movie? Contagion and, um, forget the other one. They, they were made in the 2000s. One had Dustin Hoffman in, and the other one had... I think it was called Outbreak, right? Outbreak, but there was a second one. Well, there was Contagion and Contagion Outbreak. and Outbreak, yeah. That's, that's, that's the movies. Um, and, you know, Mark, who's Tonic's done good stuff about how... Uh, well, they're, they're linked to very well people people whose professional contacts are dubious at, at best. Oh, absolutely, Ian Lipkin. Ian Lipkin was there for con Contagion. He was, um, you know, like a. Uh, I I'm thinking of the vet from uh, Bronx University. Uh, Tracy Tracy McNamara, I think is the name. You talk about the one who found the West Nile virus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, and once again, all that was that Columbia Axis. You know, they they were. Yeah. I mean, the Bronx is just a little bit north of there, yeah. but the West Nile virus was found in Central Park, as I recall, mm. or maybe it was the Bronx Zoo. It was one of the two. Well, and, you know, the simple. You know, props to Mark for this. You know, he showed that they were studying West Nile virus. Even back in like I want to say like the fifties, maybe even earlier, where they were literally just. Yeah. Well, they were studying. They were even studying it at Lab Two Five Seven, which is where Lyme disease came from, because it's on Plum Island, mm -hmm. literally a mile off the coast of Long Island. Yeah. So it's not it's not remotely surprising that the West Nile virus would also come almost certainly from there. Mm. And, and you know, in retrospect, when you think about the story that they said, oh, it must have been a mosquito caught in, <laughs> in an aeroplane. Oh, yeah. you, <laughs> a, you, just, you just get a trigger word for me, Kevin. We need to talk about something. So please continue. Oh, I don't know what that trigger word is. Mosquitoes. Yeah, yes. which, 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 wow. Right. Kids, somebody, somebody that I view as credible uh, just mm -hmm. said, and I haven't confirmed it in the literature, that Lyme is mosquito transmissible. No shit. Really? Oh, shit. No, I, that's why I do not. Okay. Raccoons. I am. That's a, that's a, that's a hearsay. It was a comment. It's from someone that I respect. It's from someone who is uh, a researcher. Uh, beyond that, let's take a look at that. That brings me back to our discussion with Chris Newby a year ago. The pictures of them, you know, jamming the pipettes into the ticks, um, and makes me think: 
what are what is the top three to five things that we need to illustrate and provide um basically the the dumbed down model the cliff notes version kevin i don't know if you grew up with cliff notes but in the u.s you could get an abbreviation yeah, of weathering heights as cliff notes yeah the so. retard books <laughs> Yep. We need to we need to make idiocracy curriculum about the top issues, the mechanics inside all of this stuff. Is the zoonotic bridge, the people, the practice, the laboratories, the agencies who out out of their mouth, right? Well, it's it's a very the Wizard of Oz is a really good measure. Everybody has that model in their head. So out to everybody else, the wizard was saying, animals are presenting an increased risk to our human health. We're encroaching on their environment. So as you can see, it's a puzzle piece that fits right together with environmentalism. <laughs> and and we have to learn. That's the recent the recent excuse. We have to learn about the diseases in animals so that we can prevent them. Yeah. Um, and then cut to the actual practice of virology and these examinations and the bridge they build to welcome the entire catalog of animal pathogens into human health. Is that one of the top three that we need to illustrate for Idiocracy TV? Well, th this is this One Health doctrine. And, you know, again, I'm going to defer to Mark did a brilliant um, so that, the, the diagram for One Health is sort of, uh, I forget the mm -hmm. technical name for when they're sort of free overlapping circles and you're trying to, and he literally just laid the biohazard symbol over that um, One Health thing. And it was, it just, I, I sort of, it was a big uh, penny dropping for me when he did that and really seeing how this One Health paradigm was, you know, may have had good intentions to begin with, but was weaponized by the, these programs as they made their move into, and, and this is the other thing which people don't forget, and Charles backed me up on this, is biowarfare just aimed at you folks. Um, you, can, you can aim it at your um, domesticated... Um, agriculture and um, animals and plants, right? Those are, those are viable targets in this type of environment and thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I wish I wish Mark was here to sort of jump on. Um, Cannabalis uh, prionosis uh, mm -hmm. claims to be a lime ninja. Uh, and it, it could very well, I, I might have be, I, I speak to so many circles of folks and this week has been a whirlwind. I, it might have been one of the raccoons that made the comment, but I just didn't do the, you know, I, when I hear something like that, I don't want to repeat it to anybody until I have an opportunity to get some kind of solid data. Like hearing that dandelion leaf tea impedes ACE2 receptor binding and finding out that licorice root extract does the same thing. Those of you that might be suffering with a persistent recurrent reproductive cycle of spike in your body, if you think that's still happening, try those very gentle 
beneficial polyphenols. It's called basically a protease inhibitor approach. Just collapse the reproductive capability of the spike if it's still cycling in your body. Those are the kinds of things that I like to verify before I would ever, you know, bring it forward. And this mosquito comment really struck a nerve. I was like, oh shit, that's gotta be truth. Okay, somebody, here's maples. There we go. Occurrence of Borella in mosquitoes. Okay. Uh, so where is that? They the put chat? maples put it up in the in the live stream chat. Yeah. So anyway. Well, so we could we could that doesn't necessarily mean like we it just because they found it in one mosquito, like I, I'd want to know like more to be able to say definitively, but people also have to understand that they're now claiming that Lyme disease is called by caused by several different pathogens. So it's possible that one or more of those other pathogens causing basically Lyme like disease is naturally. So it might not even just be that uh, Borrelia burgdorferi or whatever it is. So just want to throw that out there. Um, I'm looking at 193 similar articles to the citation that Maples put up. So there's more than a, a tertiary or anecdotal uh, amount of evidence about this. Well, well, we, we can, that's a whole conversation. So let's, let's uh, put that up on the board to take a look at. Well, what, what, what I would um, point to is this um, chronic incapacitated state. And th there yes. seems to be an almost infinite number of ways to tip someone into that particular state and that that okay. i th i think is where the uh, the focus has been right and i i think i think that 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 general state or or being able to uh, facilitate someone's immune system shifting into that zone is kind of the point yes and it's less about specific pathogen and more about the immunosuppression itself. Mm, yeah, yeah. There's actually a, uh, I, I, I caught a, you've probably seen it, Charles. I, I put it up on WTYL a little while back. And it's a, it's a three, four minute clip of them doing experiments at, I want to say, Fort Detrick. And... There, there, you can see the language um, that we're we're hearing so much these days: incapacitation, countermeasures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And let me just see if I can find it and play that because it it is such a short clip, and it may be edifying for the people listening. It's three minutes. I found it. Um, <clears throat> Let me just put up there. Please, folks, um, you know, this is why the, docs, <laughs> the doc lives in the poorhouse because all this, uh, all my money goes into being able to have uh, something like this, which is harder for them to take down. And please, please go to WTYL.live. If you've got video clips like we're about to show you so we can archive them and have them on our servers because they're going to keep trying to scrub this kind of stuff especially as more people become cognizant of it. So I don't know if you guys can see my screen. Can you guys see it? Yeah, we can see it. Yeah. We can see it. Okay. Yeah. Let, tell me if you can hear this. It's. Have you seen this? It's a three-minute long clip. I Charles. did. 
I did because I saw it come up on your on your like new videos on okay. WTL. Okay, Chuck. Chuck, how about you? Yep. You know okay. this one? Okay. That's that's no, just. No, no, no. I, I I've never seen it, but I I can oh. see it. Okay, okay. Let's 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 play it. Edgewood in historic Frederick, Maryland, are the biological warfare. We can't hear it. You didn't share the sound. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, I thought that was uh, I was so smooth there with the. Uh... It's okay, Mister Neuroscientist. Why don't you perform? <laughs> uh, you know, why don't you trepan my brain just for fun, and I'll help you with these technical things like clicking. All right. Uh, let's see. Share screen. And by the way, we pulled we pulled up Charles' work and his tweet and got all focused into that and then segued into mosquitoes. So let's come back to the path once we're yes. done with this and, yes. and uh, continue. Not very far from Edgewood in Good. historic Frederick, Maryland, are the biological warfare laboratories. Here, men and women of science are doing basically the same type of work as in other government, university, and industrial laboratories a combination of medical and public health research. While I was at Fort Detrick, I was able to follow partway through an experiment to determine the effectiveness of an agent. Volunteer. Did right. they play this music for them as they're putting, as they're huffing <laughs> the stuff into their lungs? Did they have headphones on and they could hear this soundtrack? I, I hope they did. <laughs> I always think that, right? That these 50s, uh, it, I don't know what you call them, infomercials. All right, sweetheart. Uh, yes. Uh, sorry. Um, no sound. No, you're, Kevin, you're, you're obliged. You're obliged to have that, uh, three times a stream. You need to have the kids interrupt you at least three times. <laughs> and we need to observe you switch into that very amenable, kind, gentle daddy mode. We, that's, that's very nice. You heard all the positive feedback you got. So. All right. Not, not the, uh, not the angry, miserable bastard. I play on. Well, you, you've been suffering from painkiller dependency, my friend. <laughs> and you've been going no i'm being unfortunately i'm being i'm being i'm giving you this is what the drag queens called executive realness bitch i'm telling you that you have been demonstrating behavioral trends that i saw in rush limbaugh and it wasn't just because rush was an asshole it's because he was taking handfuls of codeine every day uh, it, there's a near you know about the neurologic effect and you have been struggling against that and i'm telling the reason i'm bringing it up is not to shame you it's to uh, commend shaming you shaming me you bastard no, 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 no. You know, you're British. You're British. You know that if you have character, then you take your you take your punches and you and you don't turn your cheek. So you you had some rough patches and you've had an arc. And I've seen, you know, I've seen your compassion come forward and your concerns to put your politics in the backseat and put your, you know, I want to be a champion of humanity and save the world. That's been driving the boat. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, wow, there's a lot done back there, but okay. All right, let's 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 watch them uh, off off the diseases up. Yeah. are important to the testing picture. For many years, information has been needed on the effect of a biological warfare attack on man, so that we can. I have thought test mice were all white. <laughs> these are all uh, these are all white. Is here. Um, no, they had a they had a brother there. They had a brother there. Yeah, just I, I think ago. I see one standing in the background there. So ourselves against it. The volunteers were a picked group. 
They had received psychiatric interviews to determine their maturity and reliability, as well as mental outlook. Medical histories and laboratory checks on the volunteers had been extremely stringent. Any history of a chronic disease, any allergic reaction or nervous disorder was a cause for rejection. Volunteers were given the opportunity to drop out and drop out at any drop out at any out at any time. the progress of the experiment from the control room. The volunteers had been positioned in cubicles on the outside of the test sphere, a hollow steel ball 40 feet in diameter, in which a cloud of biological warfare agent can be generated. Through a series of controllable valves and a face mask, it was possible to expose a person in each cubicle to a measured volume of biological aerosol from the sphere. I said before I was able to follow part way through the experiment, the final part. As was expected, the volunteers were temporarily incapacitated but within a short time, they were up and around, completely recovered. They had the satisfaction of having played an important part in obtaining information, which would immediately be given to the public health service to bolster our defenses against disease. Research has led to many scientific findings beneficial to mankind, such as a perfected vaccine for controlling industrial anthrax, a usually fatal disease of cattle and sheep. Still another accomplishment, protective devices for the safe handling of disease-causing microorganisms and their harmful products. Just a few of the many byproducts of biological warfare research. But, yeah, there you go. Short and sweet, but... Um... Yeah, praise Jesus for the biological weapons research. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll, br I'll bring up the... Um, so that that's actually a good segue into this list that you have, Charles, which, again, we're going to hammer this home to you folks. You're going to have to get this, and you've got to take it, and you've got to tell other people about it. Go, Charles. Okay, well. One. Number one. Uh, so anyway, um, yes, so... And, and I... I, I presume they were on the same page. So the reason that that you want to like go through these is because you want people to understand what gain of function actually like. What does that mean? Because everybody says, okay, well, it's to make a, a virus like better and more able in some form or fashion against humans. And yes, but but now let's look at the actual specific. Um, gains of function that they, they talk about. And ever since 2014, they winnowed it down to seven basic things. 
and I think if I remember correctly, there was there was three of them. They were okay, and then the rest of them that were not okay. Like like three of them that you could you could you could kind of do to manipulate a virus or a pathogen in order to develop countermeasures, but then the rest of them have served no um, innocent purpose. So, um, I mean, are you just wanting me to go through these? Like, yep, yep. List them out okay. for people. Um, so, all right. Well, pedagogy. Yeah, so the first. The first one, and of course, now I am blind. Um, I've got it on here, actually. I can just well, I'll, I'll read it out to you, and then you comment, right? So number one is, enhances the harmful consequences of the agent or toxin. Right, right. And so anything that makes it um, be more pathogenic, uh, be more virulent against you. So basically, anything that can make, like, if you get this pathogen... And this change has happened in it. Then, what that means is that that pathogen is going to leave more of a mark on you than it, than it otherwise would have. So it's making it worse in terms of it can cause more damage to humans and their tissues and stuff. And and one thing I want to point out is that like all of the examples that I, that I've listed underneath those underneath the seven categories i'm not done making that list like that that was everything in the list that i could fit on a single screenshot and be even remotely manageable but we could go on for quite some time like there are so many things and and the i guess the other question would be is okay what what of these things are natural and which things are unnatural and that can be somewhat harder to tease out for some of these things but at the very least for all the things we've been talking about like hiv inserts and if you're included site all of those things were definitely added in and which is why like in the next column like at the top I say, okay, which which elements directly check the boxes for these for these categories? And the indirect column is dealing either with the medical countermeasures or the withholding of certain medical countermeasures or other medical treatments. I just um, want I just want to tell people I've put the link for this image in the chat if you want to open it up to make it bigger so you can sort of follow along because there's a bunch of my shit covering up the very top i tried resizing it didn't work so well um well i also put something valuable in the chat which was i i i i brought back the scooby dudes meme (laughs) the one that has uh malone and yuri and Stu peters and Mm. And our favorite, yeah. So uh, that's not it's not the most important thing that's on one of our screens right now, but I think it's funny. So um so Hey, can I just uh, can I can I push pin for just a second? Could I jump in for just a second about that? Sure, you push pin. You I think that. we I'm gonna push pin you for just a second. I know you're you're about to you're about to open another little segment here. I was just gonna say about that, about memeing and about uh, memes as a psychological tool. I think that we should find a way to purchase a license of Photoshop for 
um, uh, like you've been nudged. You've been nudged has been doing this amazing work with a very, I don't know if it was a free editing tool or not, but could be, you know, could move up to the quantum level. Um, yeah, look, but, I, know, I, I have, I have um, that available for people if they, if they do oh. want, um, it'd be an, it's an older version of uh, hey, Photoshop. I made all my shit. All my shit was made literally in PowerPoint. Okay. I can tell. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fine with that. I don't care. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. You're creative, but the, the fidelity, what, what I see is like a rough South Park cutout. And I want you to be to that quantum level where you're, it's really, you know, you're doing good blending and scaling and there's not a whole well, lot of extra tools you need. Yeah. There. But see, the problem is, the problem is, is that that's only an infectious clone of the original image. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a cassette tape. And what I need is a CD. <laughs> you better you better save that to file or it's going to swarm on you. Okay, back to your sorry, yeah. back to your next chapter. You're about to open the next chapter. Well, that, so that, let me just hone in on that. So you, the two columns there for people that haven't opened up the image, right? The direct um, manipulations that have been made with respect to category one, they should be listed. So you want me to read them out, or can you? I'm sure you you know them. Uh, I can. Think my computer. Are you driving, Charles? No, I'm not driving. I mean, I'm in my okay. car and it's on. But okay. I, I'm I thought I I thought I heard the vehicle running, so I was like, "You're not trying to." It is, it is running. At the same time. It is okay. indeed okay. running. But all right, um, it's okay. Well, it just my my car is runs louder when it's parked than most cars do when they're running. So. Sure. It's all good. Because I, I, I have sure a giant you to read. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Damn it. Okay. Well. Yeah. So now my computer is frozen, so I can't, I can't actually read it at the moment. All right. I, I I will read it. Right. So the 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 inserts that are of concern, which we've listed out innumerable times. One, obviously, the Furing cleavage site, which is critical um, in the watchmaker hypothesis. The other is the ability to, uh, interact with the DC sign receptor. So DC in this case, I think it's d uh, dendritic cells. And the third is the staphylococcal, uh, I forgot the, what the E is enterrhinal. Enterotoxin uh, B. Enterotoxin, yeah. Uh, B super antigen. And then the final one is the ENAC, which is a sodium pump on um, epithelial cells, I want to say, in the lungs. Did I get them? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And, then, and, so, the, and so what that means is that, yes, those, those are the, the changes, those are the gains of function. And I, I, like, I wasn't even done listing all the ones that, that was just, those are the four basic ones that for me, not only do they cause all this immune suppression, but I have another hypothesis that says that, that it, they, in addition to the immune dysregulation, those four things in particular work together to, to make this a virus that can spread effectively via aerosol. Which, it, which I believe one hundred percent. But that's just like that's a hypothesis of mine. It is nowhere else. But I believe it to be true because all four of those things are make it easier 
to infect lung cells. And in combination, my argument is that they lower the necessary infective dose to make it to where it's just, it takes few, much fewer virions to get, so it's very efficient and by, as a consequence of all those things, what you end up with is a virus that doesn't need to spread other ways because it's so efficient spreading that way and getting into the lungs or at least the upper respiratory tract slash lungs. And that, so, and the reason why I say that is because aerosol transmission is the most efficient way for any pathogen to spread. Bar none, it, it just is. But there had never been a, a biological weapon that was aerosol capable naturally. Like anthrax is, it can be a spore for decades. And so it's like a perfect thing that you can disseminate and for the denial of territory. Like it, you can, you, like it requires decontamination to be able to use a place again after it's been hit with that. But it's, but, it's particle weight. It's particle weight doesn't make it an ongoing risk. Like if you go anywhere near anthrax land, everybody on, around the you know surrounding areas is getting anthrax whipped up in the wind into their homes right i mean it's got well, i mean um well i mean kind of but mm. but what i was going to say about it in particular is it's not that it's that in order to make it aerosolized they have to mix the the anthrax spores mm. with a um for lack of a better term a nanoparticle like a a particle that is lighter than air that can they, when you cook it all together it'll these particles will attach to the spores and allow them to stay aloft for very long periods of time and that is but that's not natural for anthrax and all of the aerosolized viruses that we see today are not really very dangerous like they've 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 evolved to become highly transmissible, but not dangerous. And what this virus does is it it takes the ability to infect your immune cells, like HIV, but also gives you the transmissibility of an aerosol agent. So that has never like there's tuberculosis, there's pneumonic plague. But what we're talking about, that is incredibly rare. And those are only certain forms of those specific pathogens. SARS-CoV-2 does that, and no other coronavirus can do that. Certainly not to the degree that it can. That is unique. It's unnatural. And, and, but what it, what it means is that in order to weaponize anthrax, you had to do this whole spore mixing stuff with this uh, solution. Well, what they did here is the opposite of the Scooby-Doo because if they could, if they could ever go over that hump of, of being highly transmissible, then you don't have to have a you don't have to to leak infectious clones in a hundred different places because it can just spread.
that's way more efficient. And it's been the holy grail like goal to be able to to be able to make a pathogen aerosolized, but able to sustain itself, unlike the anthrax, which isn't it's not an infectious thing where mm-hmm. you have to literally be around the spores to get it and it, it doesn't spread from human to human here they have accomplished a goal that they've been working on for five or six decades and and that's only those four gains of function that's it so that's bad and that actually fulfills more than one of the categories of gain of function yeah. And they, they, they kind of intermix. But the bottom line is, is that they were doing this research on purpose to do specific things that they knew they weren't supposed to be doing. And they did it anyway and lied about it. Oh, but and Charles, this is, this Charles. Is why, this, is why, this is why JC is wrong. Plain and simple. Evidence is here. He's just wrong. Yeah. Because what's more likely? That they, that they've... Did this elaborate hoax, or they did what they said they were going to do, and we have all the evidence that shows it. I don't know. Uh, this is th- this is a good opportune moment. Do you have the slide available, Nick? Where y- you've showed it in the interview you did in the week, where it's some general. I think General MacArthur maybe, but they're just talking about it will be possible within the next decades to make an agent which does xyz do you have i do and i do i want to clarify what that is that is a really really important that's that's something that i think of charles when i see that because that was acquired by teddy strecker that's that's the brother that was killed uh and teddy got that for you and since then you can get a publicly uh, available version of that subappropriations record kevin but you can't get that quote anymore mm. he got it before they locked that down they they basically reclassified that conversation after he acquired it it's out in the public domain so it's not a leak but it makes me think of the things that charles has brought forward um yeah if, I'll if you, if, if, you can yeah. share your screen if you want to just so people can read that and be sure. uh, cognizant of it we jump to number two um but yeah this you have to wrap your mind around the fact that they've been aiming at this for a very very long time and you know just think think how it was it wasn't possible to have this coordinated what they call lockstep movement of all these organizations to leverage all these particular gains, but do you have your your quote? Oh, to him, I was Nick? busy. I was busy cleaning up my desktop. Just a second. Just a second. <laughs> I tweet this thing out every about every other tweet. I was such a broken record. You guys, I was just a weird little rando spurg on Twitter at the beginning. Everybody was like block 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 because <laughs> I would I'd say hi. I'm Nick. You want to have some black pills? I I wouldn't joke. I wouldn't I wouldn't be polite. I was just raw, and I was very much about pushing the issue. Uh, and nowadays, this is all people want to see. They're like, "Show me that scary stuff again." I'm like, mm. "Okay, oh. all right, hang on, hang on. I've got it. I've got it here." Um, and sharing. Where's our screen? Where are we? There we are. And I'll just share this one for oh, now. Do I have okay. to stop share so, or? 
no 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 well you you're the you're the host so you decide what's presenting to the audience okay so um yes. my screen is sharing, stop sharing. okay so, so you, stop you... sharing just stop sharing for a second because i've shared okay. there we go uh, so this is just a very and i do have a um a xerox original of the full segment of conversation from which this is excerpted by the way this is this has been this is out there you can find a lot of people that cite this out there who've, who've read horowitz and cantwell and all of that um but this is the quote folks so this was an this was being offered from the head of army research and technology dr donald MacArthur, and he was speaking to a funding committee and um as i have heard both kevin and Mary and many others talk about what do you have, particularly you, Kevin, what do you have in, 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 in your other hand held behind your back as you're reaching out for new grant money? You probably already got some data. You've got some evidence. You're not, you're not going for a cold unknown hypothesis. You, you want something that's feasible. So um, I think this is very much the same situation. And this is evidenced by the uh, papers and the experiments that were already documented at this point of combining different pathogens to create cancer. You've seen that chart where they had basically a horse race of which combination killed the most monkeys the fastest. Um, and they, they already had capability in this area. So this is 1969, middle of the summer. Um, the Vietnam War is a is a huge thing. There's protests on the White House grounds. There's, you know, there's there's women burning their bras and guys burning their draft cards. And also it's coming to light as the many, many more veterans are coming back from the, the theater of Vietnam and they've been injured by a chemical or, or biological exposure. So this is the capability that MacArthur seems to have already had in pocket and is offering to Congress if they'll give him 10 million bucks. Quote, within the next five to 10 years, it would probably be possible to make a new infective microorganism from which, uh, oh, sorry, uh, which could differ in several certain aspects. Sorry, sorry, my, I'm trying to read over my little, my little glasses here. I'll try that again. Take two. Within the next five to 10 years, it would probably be possible to make a new infective microorganism which could differ in several important aspects from any known disease-causing organisms. Most important of these is that it might be refractory to the immunological and therapeutic processes upon which we depend to maintain our relative freedom from infectious disease. In other words, um, it will be deflective or unaffected by our natural immunity or by anything that we have in pharmacology. It won't be treatable. That was the offering. I, I would assume that the paper that followed um, the page, there's a very important set of papers that we looked at already, Kevin, of Gallo taking a primate leukemia causing isolate from a human leukemia patient and then going down the rabbit hole and, and uh, you know, splitting it into all of these different hybrids and transfecting it. Um, I think that they had already observed this. I think because of the amount of anti-lymphocyte serum, ALS, uh, Charles, that's a, a laboratory tool that they use in transplant experiments. You use it to suppress the immune system of the uh, of the patient. So when they were doing these transplantation and allograft experiments between primate species and between humans and primates, 
they would mix up a batch of ALS based on the source primate that they were going to take an organ or a piece of skin or a tooth or blood out of, and then see what happens when it went into the person. So let's run through that scenario. They were practicing that from 1962. It's written in Gallo's paper that they're going to be, I mean, he they cited it, that we will be using ALS. ALS is always produced in an isologous relationship to the source animal. What that means, kids, is it's the same. If you're going to transplant a kidney cell out of a chimpanzee and put it in a person, you will treat the person, according to these papers, with ALS, this this special derivative from the chimpanzee's own blood that will suppress the immune response of the human so they don't reject the implant or the transfusion. And right there is one of the royal roads where we would have put SIV, because they don't talk about serial passage to, uh, uh, you know, the real mutations and the crosses too much back in the early years. That really starts more around 1968, 69. But by this point, they would have already observed human patients that went through some kind of a transplant experiment, like that paper we saw where they took a chimpanzee and a human coma patient and did a direct transfusion. And they would have probably observed in a certain percentage of those experiments that the patient developed a leukemia or a sarcoma or a solid tumor. And then they go back into that patient once they die or as their, their cancer is progressing and they, they biopsy and they start the whole process all over again. So that's for me, those are some of the technical trappings around this offering that they've made that have become a lot more um, solid to me. And I can make those assertions and go back into the literature and say, yes, this is where it appears they, they really knew what the fuck they were doing and where they were headed with it. Yeah. So those, uh, those happy fellows that we saw in that video clip, uh, you can be pretty sure there was, uh, hundreds <laughs> and probably thousands that were, um, not treated so benignly, um, in, in those early days as they were, as this became a strategic goal and well, you know, the the endpoint fits SARS perfectly, right? And here can we, we are. Can we, can we stop right there and, and focus our heart light on those men that we just watched in the film and ask Charles? Charles did you say heart light? Yeah. He yeah. did. <laughs> didn't you, didn't you see? No, that was an ET thing. Didn't you remember ET? Oh God! Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And also, it's a Neil Diamond song, you dumbass. So, um, Charles, do you think now? Now I'll switch to a very respectful tone, Mr. Charles. Do you think that there is already a well-defined grievance, basically an outline of all of the offenses? the incidents, the the effects on health, just as a starting point, in 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 even some general timeline, say the last 25 years of, of Department of Defense operations, where injured service members have already organized, analyzed, and prepared this message about what's going wrong with treating service members like guinea pigs. Have you seen that? Have you heard that? Or is that a pipe dream? Well, Dr. Dick, I mean, Dr. Nick. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but now, 
I, I don't. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of pissed off service members. I they they were there were enough back in the late '90s to force um, Congress to pass um, legislation over the president. You know, limiting. Um, that was when they passed the legislation saying that from this point forward, only you can only mandate approved, fully approved um, drugs, therapeutics, vaccines, etc., for troops. You, you cannot mandate something that is that only has an EUA, which is how they used to do all sorts of things, and that they did that with the Amvax vaccines. Or they, they had different rules, and that that law was the result of that. And it was that law that they blatantly violated by literally taking um, the the EUA vaccines and 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 putting a new label on them that said Comirnaty, but without actually changing the vaccine. So eventually, once they can get into a court and the court says they have standing, once they actually get to hear the case, the military is going to lose a massive case because they lied in order to get everybody to get these vaccines. So, so, so there is, I mean, Merrill Mass, who I'm hoping, I'm actually still in Massachusetts because I'm hoping to hear from her and then actually start, so, and then I go up, drive up to Maine so I can sit down and talk with her. But, but this was her thing. She fought the anthrax vaccines and other vaccines that were being forced upon the military. And so, so yes, there is hope. But once again, it requires there to be in like, a non-corrupt um, judiciary. We have to have an executive branch that's not corrupt, or at least less corrupt, that will actually investigate this. But once they do, there will be some justice for them. The problem is that for all other Americans, they can't use that route because all other Americans aren't protected by that legislation. I, I know. I know, but I'm talking. I'm talking about the. I think. I think service members are actually exposed and are more um, uh, vulnerable because of that whole. You know, when you when you sign into the DoD as an enlisted or or an officer, right, you right, also right. there's a whole bunch of language that you are just basically an asset. Your life right, is well, a life. Well, you are. You're a. You're a piece of equipment. Because because. They don't have to have any special language to for us to know that they don't care about us. I mean, I, I know that the government doesn't care about me. And I'm a civilian, so but but so I think that part's o overdone because the reality is is that because all that that legislation really does is it only protects them if they're playing by the rules, as we can plainly see they weren't, and so yes, they'll be able to sue, but. I mean, yeah, so 
Well, I'm, I'm talking about critical mass. I'm talking about like an organization that's got, um, you know, multiple like Vietnam vets. I'm thinking of Nese from our, our community. Um, there, there, are, there are groups. I don't know that there's like a specific organization because there's already other organizations that assist with things like that. So and wouldn't I, they all be penetrated by the DOD? Wouldn't they just like the like the gay communities now are penetrated by pharma? So they can't oh, turn absolutely. on pharma, you know? So No, yeah, I agree completely. They, 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 um, we should never place too much of our hope and trust in in anything besides ourselves because because the government does everything it can to avoid responsibility as it keeps taking money from you like yes, as it kills no. you as it takes your money and then kills you with the things that it creates it also wants to protect itself from you after it's done all those terrible things you mean so. you mean as as the administration uh for the second time in the last 20 years bails out banks and now tries to add additional oh my God. interest for those oh of us who have been compliant and had good credit and done the right I thing with even, our money all these years oof. that they want us to pay extra on our mortgages for people that have risky mortgages jeez no, you don't want you don't want to get me down that rabbit hole okay uh, no, just I I you lost in texas Politics used to be my thing before COVID, so yeah, we don't, we don't want to go back and done. Okay, okay, sorry. Your government yeah. loves you. That's all you need to I know. Warned, I warned Chrissy yesterday or the day before because we were talking, and uh, oh, and by the way, I'm 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 actually back now. So at least in a few minutes, I'll be plugged in my. Oh, we can we can see you on the screen. Nice. <laughs> but um, uh, but yes, I. I warned, I tried to warn her, you know, don't get me talking about things that I'm motivated about because Jesus, because <laughs> I'll never stop. But um, people, people need to hear it. So, um, and it needs yeah. hammering home. I mean, I forget shit. So, you know, no. And I think, well, I this think is... this has been a pretty good discussion simply because we've covered lots of important things, but we've actually stayed a little bit more on target than we normally do. So let's see yeah. if we can keep that going. Mm. All right. So what do we have on the screen here? Virus associated immunopathology, animal models and implications for human disease. Oh, yeah. I love this. So this is a this is a set of papers. This is part one and I have part two. Um, Part one um, kind of, I guess, goes to the sort of the catalog, the different pathogens that are out there that they're seeing that cause autoimmunity really um this is this is not about cancer causing viruses this is about debilitating pathogens right and um so this is one where i think we should as a history note and a science note it'll be one of those nice crossover episodes um we'll go we'll 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 go through the transporter into the mirror universe and we'll we'll look at this history of the world health organization which is very clearly and broadly established was an ongoing partner during all of the special virus cancer program they were a mirror site as was the uh, you know the scientific community in london uh, and there were obviously many satellite universities and entities that that sent visiting um, visiting scientists through the svcp this is coming up right before Kissinger puts out the study memo in 74, talking about the plan to turn off the lights for humanity. 
well, this to me looks like a big catalog of potential vectors that they might pursue. So I think rather than us giving it a tertiary you know, run through tonight, Kevin, I know you like to look at things fresh and, you know, read it. Um, I've shared these with everybody on the, on the bunker a bunch of times, but this is one I want us to come back to and pay close attention to, like maybe bring Mary or, 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 or Johanna, or just give it a careful read and see if we in, if we can recognize individual pathogens here that they were very interested in and now watch how that relates to their um, prolif you know, their proliferation or their, the amount of infection um, in public health, if we can determine that. We can certainly see how much is science looking at the disease mechanisms caused by some of these things because everyone's chasing after therapies. So we'll be able to do you know, some sort of cross-reference, but uh, what say you, Kevin? Uh, yeah, I'm more than happy to. I, I, know, that, I know this paper and... Uh, okay, uh, okay. I've read it before some months back, but um, okay. yeah, this, um, well, it, it talks about these long-term effects as well. These, uh, the, you know, the myelalgic encephalitis for a catch-all rather than mm -hmm. um, what everyone is pushing now, long COVID, et cetera, post-acute sequelae. Um, but yeah, this, it, it's not like this wasn't on the radar I think 40 years ago and we well yeah it's a case of you either think your government loves you or you've got to start being grounded in actual reality and know that they've got um, nefarious intentions about your health your family's health and what it means for them with respect to I don't even think money's an issue um, it's it's control and the uh well you know charles said you know we've, we've got to hope that there's a bit of a less corrupt executive branch but it m may not be the case and it may be just down to us being able to build and like say you ain't gonna save everyone building enough and warning everyone that there are these uh, potential um, factors at play. And, you know, we've, like I said, we've, you've just had a strong over lesson in how they use them. And so that's probably, I don't know if Charles is back in his room, but the, uh, you know what, uh, Nick, just, uh, can you please uh, just do a uh, little Bit more this? about this paper, please. Just give me a few minutes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh oh, the the natives are restless. Well, and I do, uh, I do, I do want to practice my reading voice with this at some point. So, do you want to, do you want to read this to us? I think that this I think that this abstract from paper one of this set is probably about as damaging. Uh, you know, it positions the issue of deliberate cause to cause harm, intent to harm through the introduction of incapacitating um, uh, agents, we'll say, as much as that that uh, quote we just looked at from McCarthy, uh, MacArthur's uh, does for HIV. So do you want to read this? Or you want me to read this? Charles, I lost you. You're on mute. Okay. All right, raccoons. Uh, um, um, oh, you wait, getting, were you getting ready? Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't hear what you said. Um, oh, no, you sound really you sound much clearer now. 
It's okay. I was going to ask, do you, do you want to read this? Have you, you want to narrate this for the folks? I thought this would be good for well, you. Well, I, I just want well, yeah, I just want to start with the uh, abstract and yeah, then, and then that's kind of it. Um, so <clears throat> let's see. Uh, oops, let me, I'm, I don't know if I have the whole screen. Yeah, I do. Okay. So the, the tissue damage caused by virus infection has been traditionally explained by the ability of viruses to multiply in cells and thereby injure or destroy them. Recent evidence suggests, however, that lesions may also be caused by the host's immune response to viral antigens and that the immune system itself may be perturbed by some viruses. This memorandum reviews recent developments in viral immunopathology with special reference to animal model systems and indicates the possible relevance of the new concepts and techniques for certain diseases of man. Certain viruses, notably the leukemia viruses and some of those causing persistent infections, depress the host's ability to mount an antibody response to antigens, while other viruses may enhance the antibody response. Cell-mediated immunity may also be depressed. Another immunopathological manifestation of virus infection is immune complex disease. When viruses or their antigens persist, wow, this is key, persist in the circulation, they combine with specific antibody and the resulting complexes lodge in various sites, especially the kidney or the placenta. Further combination with complement, uh, sorry, with complement, uh, Further combination with complement leads to the release of tissue-damaging substances. A third condition associated with virus infection is antibody-mediated immunologic injury. Both oncogenic and non-oncogenic viruses frequently induce new antigens on the surfaces of the cells they invade. When antibody... Uh, this must be British for them to not not use the plural when antibody attaches to these antigens in the presence of complement the cells are destroyed and wow there was there's a lot of nuggets in that one isn't that kind of the isn't that kind of a, a whole separate vector i mean i remember learning about oh, uh, chronic fatigue from from B. Arthur on the Golden Girls when they had an episode about her having trouble getting doctors to believe that she had some kind of an actual problem. You know, and, and at the time, I, I didn't know about chronic fatigue. I'd never heard about it. And they were making, you know, they did a whole episode on it, but that stuck with me. And it kind of comes back to this. It's like, well, they understood really the differences in the disease mechanisms in the temporal uh, frameworks of, you know, a, an acute, a rapid onset versus a slow, you know, a slow burn versus a oh, debilitating capability. And here it is. And they're, and they're describing antibody dependent enhancement and obviously, you know, chronic autoimmune disease. So, right. What year was this from? 1971? This is 1972. Okay. Because, well, okay. So, first of all, I, <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh because. <laughs> Because the gay guy talked about the Golden Girls. Oh, sorry. Exactly, sorry. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god. I was so, given that to you. I was waiting for the raccoons to swarm, and it does come on. I, did, I didn't want to mess up the moment, but I couldn't. I mean, gee, okay. I couldn't. We need humor to deal with. We need a spoonful of sugar with all this stuff. 
Yeah, um, so yes, the, that is a very modern sounding, well, other than the pronunciation, weird stuff. They were tracking a lot of different things that they didn't really talk about publicly for decades. Nope. So that, that's a big takeaway. And the other, for me, the t another takeaway is, I mean, I don't, I, I can't say with a hundred percent certainty that they didn't already have the HIV. <laughs> um, they didn't, that they hadn't already figured out, um, GP 120 somehow. Um, because, well, it's it's likely they figured out the physiological and uh, symptomatic profile. Whether they had the um, full molecular understanding, which we just take for granted these days, and you know, I'm old enough to remember that you know it was, <laughs> it was a great deal of work that went into um, analysing uh, peptides, etc., and um, the the way that they can do it now is uh, mind-blowing uh, with respect to speed and um, precision. And for sure, you have to th think like these people would think, where if they see something unusual that sticks out to them, and again, this sort of points back to, you know, this, this chipper young men that we saw being, what's so, so... Uh, dystopian looking that big steel ball i had a actually i was gonna ask you charles you ever seen that did you ever go to fort detrick and see anything like that thing uh, no i never went to detrick but i did go through training from detrick instructors who came to where i was so mm. and, and my my guess is that you know by doing the experiments that they were doing and you know particularly when you're what directly directly linking primates up for transfusion into other, uh, other humans or humans for sure they would have seen odd um, or, or emergent phenomenon that would have caught their attention well and, absolutely and i think that one of the things that you just said a minute ago um alluded to los alamos because los alamos is the is the repository of a database of HIV epitopes. And I, you can almost guarantee that it's not just HIV, but probably a lot of SIVs and, and other things that they, that they found over the years, they, they've kept all that stuff because it's those epitopes. Once they have all that data, that's what they needed to be able to start tweaking um, at a really at the amino acid level mm -hmm. and making really fine-tuned um, pathogens. So that's exactly, I mean, that's the end game. Yeah, yeah, um, very, very much so. Um, now, uh, Nick has up on the screen SV40. I mean, that's integral to the discussion right now. Um, I, I would like to move to the next um, list. We're kind of covering it, but I want to keep the structure of the Charles lists sure. here, which, of course, is the next one being disrupts immunity or the effectiveness of an immunization against the agent or toxin. Uh, sorry, 
without clinical or agricultural justification. And um, the direct um, inserts or manipulations, again, as the previous one, furin, cleverocyte, DC sign, super antigen, uh, ENAC, and the oh that this goes on uh confers to the agent or toxin resistance to clinically or agri agricultural i guess useful prophy prophylactic therapeutic interventions against the agent or toxin or facilitates the ability to evade detection and that that list there um I know we have the SARS one, but we can go back to your manuscript, uh, Nick, and the list. Oh, okay, okay. You, you said you want to bring the SV40 paper back? Yes, yes, because this okay, sure, sure, this sure. is indicative of what, what I was saying before about them sort of looking for emergent phenomenon. And in these studies, well, you explain them and why they came up with the numbering and it, what have you. Oh, uh, well, the S, yeah. So this was this is an important sort of an update on the SV40 topic. Uh, as they would find uh, a, a patient that would present a disease and they would begin, you know, it, you know, uh, whatever the process would be to connect them with a study that would take a closer look than just, well, you've got mm -hmm. some cancer. If they actually got that biopsy into the microbiologist and they determined that the, you know, at least an expressing protein or particle or virus off of that disease was of primate morphology and it was novel, had not been characterized in people before, uh, then they would add it to the SV chart, the simian virus chart. As I've been digging through with the help, thank you very much, very, very much, Simon, uh, for just on his own, continuing to listen to, you know, what I need and, you know, give me my Christmas list. And he's helped dig up um, some excellent ways to get all of those uh, Journal of Medical Primatology records into our possession in whole, because you can only check them out for an hour. It's like a four 400 page item and you can check it out for an hour so he's got a great tool that's helping us to start get that entire library but as we see uh in there they uh and they had so many of these viruses on the chart they created a whole separate one just for chimpanzees i didn't see that until week two weeks ago never knew there's a whole separate cv chart and for me, that feels like that, that sounds like a, you know, like a, 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 a gut, you know, one of those gut feelings where you've got to follow it. I'm like, well, I'll bet you that something off of the CV chart became STLV, simian T lymphotrophic uh, virus. And that's what I believe it was called before it jumped across and Gallo named it H. TLV, because we all have seen many, many examples of, you know, whatever, parvo, you know, canine parvovirus and then human parvovirus. And nobody says, how in the world did humans get a dog germ that can cause cancer and other diseases? And 
It's like, oh, well, it's a shared biome. There's a zoonotic risk. You let your dog lick your face, you're going to be at risk for parvo. Um, and that's a, yeah, that, that's a very simple example. But the point is, is that the chimpanzee uh, chart, I'm going to be going after it now and, and seeing if I can, because I'd love to get the actual smoking gun. I think the ALS issue definitely um is is a a, a a recurrent example of how SIV could have presented in human disease. That's really clear. There's no there's no guessing about that. There's lots of examples. I would love to see when um that little fucking primate virus had its coming out party and became HTLV. And I, I really doubt that they would have cited it or named it anything, any anything prior to the 1983 discussion of we've found, you know, the cause of AIDS. Um, but I, I am sure that it had a veterinary and a biology and a pathology title from its original primate hearth. I'm sure they had a name for it. Someone on Twitter who said, oh, I can't tell you what, but I worked at Stanford and I know veterinary professors and they said that uh, STLV has been a contaminant in veterinary science and in research for decades. Uh, they didn't provide me any citations, so I've got to go back and dig there. But that would be another important plank in the bridge to show you know, how it made the crossover. Yep, um, this is all, all very disturbing. I see. <laughs> Charles is doing. Um, you were hooked up, bro. Um, yeah, and I might, I might um, hang up and rejoin from my computer once I once I get online here in a minute. Um, okay, but. Let me let me just quickly scroll the chat just in case there's um, questions there. So uh, Nancy, first off, is asking, so many have cancer. Is it virus induced food additives? All of the above. I'll go with the last one, probably a combination of all of the above. Um, I know you have strong views about this, Nick. I do. And I want to say this, Nancy, it's a multi vector problem. It's generally about three different main conditions. Um, one of them is a genetic predisposition and I'm not, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of, is that epigenetic and was that infectious originally? Let's just say there has been evidence that you can inherit genetic, uh, traits from parents that might predispose you to cancer. That's one risk. The next is this, as they said in the paper, we were just looking at the oncogenic family pathogens, many of which are slow. So they aren't all in the quote unquote lentivirus family. That's a specific subspecies. Uh, there are other slow cancer causing viruses. And the third is the toxicity. And the number one, well, I mean, aside from the spike protein downregulating your P53 gene, the number one risk that you can manage and you can change is your consumption of glyphosate. They have just recently won and opened up a whole new category of liability as demonstrated from glyphosate, and that's blood cancers. I just saw that. So originally it was just, um, you know, the skin cancers, the uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cases. They have just won and started to expand precedent of liability and causality between glyphosate and blood cancers. So they're synergistic. The germ will generally, sorry for the very technical term there, the pathogen will generally over time basically 
uh, sort of nudge your immune system to either not know it's there or to disarm the signaling, the chemistry that tells other cells, hey, I've got a cancer cell here, you need to come and kill it. It will generally disable that. While the glyphosate will come in and do some very specific toxicities on top of that, as well as vacuum all of your minerals out of the food you're trying to get your, nutri your nutrients from. And if you don't have your minerals, you should know what your magnesium deficiency means. That's your D deficiency right there. If you can't get magnesium into your body, you can't absorb vitamin D effectively. And if you don't have D, you know, we've all been talking about vitamin D for years. So th those are the things that I want you to think of optimistically is that those pathogens can be cleared. There's material in the in the literature, and I'm not going to stop till I'm dead digging up hidden cancer cures and treatments that looked like they were going to be effective at clearing this shit from the body. And you know that pharma companies don't want people cured of cancer. They want you on 10, 20 years of a cancer management product, and then they want $150,000 out of you or more as you slide downhill into chronic cancer. So I want you to take a look at clearing pathogens from the body and get yourself on an organic diet uh, and look at other simple things you can do on a regular basis. And here's, here's where we're going to go. Woo woo. Kevin doesn't like this. Um, this is a very important combination that you can all access and afford. And I get this from Jennifer Depew. Jennifer is a uh, nutritional nurse. She's a fantastic, she's a fountain of wellness. She is a healer. She's a helper. And this is, this is something she pushes again and again, and you can look it up in the literature. I want you to take your dandelions that you have not sprayed with Roundup and pull them up carefully by the root and then wash the roots and then put them on a cookie sheet in the oven, leave the oven cracked and, and turn the oven up to about 175, 200 and watch your roots until they're completely desiccated. Then pull them out and put them in a jar. That's ingredient one. Ingredient two is the next time you get an organic orange, wash it very well. Get all of that coating, that whatever kind of coating they put on it to keep it from oxidizing. And then keep your peels and repeat the same process with drying them out in a cracked oven. Then I want you to get a pomegranate organic and carefully preserve the red pigment, you know, the, the red portion of the peel. You don't need all of that white uh, uh, cellulose material inside. Uh, and do the exact same thing as the first two ingredients. Dry them out so that you've got a stabilized supply. Now you're ready to treat yourself for cancer. Take those three ingredients. If you want, you could add in lion's mane mushroom and puree it in a coffee grinder. And then put it in a tea ball or a tea bag or whatever and make yourself some lightly steeped tea. You don't have to cook it. You can do like, you know, I don't know, 180 degree tea, but uh, do a gentle tea and drink that every, every once in a while. And it will help to clear many of those bacterial cofactors to cancer. We hardly ever talk about that. That was what Virginia Livingston and Alan Cantwell were trying to tell the world about was, hey, you guys, we see this this pleomorphic bacteria that's constantly there in high titrations in most cancers. So what is it and what is its function in the disease? It isn't there when we don't have it. And they did find out what it was. It's uh, Bacillus lichenoformis, Bacillus lichenoformis.
Um, and if you can clear those kind of cofactors away, you remove, it has to be a perfect storm for cancer to start. So as long as you can keep fighting those other factors, you'll keep it at bay. You know, your body will always observe and watch and intercept, um, you know, a cell as long as you keep that process healthy. And if it isn't, you can benefit yourself by stopping the conventional diet, getting on organic and trying these very simple tonic methods to clear cofactors from the body. You, you know who you sound like right now? Who's you sound like Bolt Nicholson. Because that's exactly um, what... Thank you. That's exactly what he what he preaches. In, well, in addition to like a high lipid diet or something, or lipid replacement something or other, he, I mean, he deals a lot with these these persistent infections and and everything and and a lot of I I'm not I don't know anything about homeopathy but uh, but that's what but that's one of the many things that that he dabbles in because you because that's because it's true I mean what you're saying is exactly right that um, fighting the I'm not even trying to repeat it. What you said is absolutely right because everybody smarter than me keeps saying it. So I'm going to trust it. Ah, uh, no. Well, that's quite a compliment. I, I had a brief exchange with Garth way back in the early 2000s when I first met Dr. Cantwell and started into all this madness. Um, and he was very polite and wrote me back on email and was very essentially, you can tell when someone is not going to enter into a conversation, he was polite, but he closed, he pruned that branch. Uh, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to engage with an internet rando, uh, and start a conversation about advanced by warfare. So, uh, you know, I respect him. I've read some of the material I've seen the nonprofit they've got. Um, I've wondered why those people aren't coming forward as champions or why we can't get them all in a round table and say, look, kids, we know you've been studying this stuff for decades. You've probably got 10 times the volume of materials. Well, that we have. Actually, Let's put our stuff um, together. So it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, because he does occasionally watch the stream. <laughs> and um, well, because he, uh, a follower of mine who knows him um, like was able to connect with me and and so I've, I've been able to hear some stuff just through this follower and be able to pass information along but he does in fact uh, he has watched there's several streams that I know for a fact that he's watched because because I get told later on, and he said, and um, I, I received a message that said, "Tell Nick that it's okay; it's nothing personal, but um, you're just a turd." No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'll send you. I'll send you the. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll tell you later. I, I got to go back and look at it. Okay. But yeah, I mean, he has seen us talking about this. He's he. He's he's continuing to listen to us, presumably because he he believes in what we're doing. So um, it's good tonight. He, he's, not, he's not talkative, but he, he is work. He's actually working on the vaccine, from what I've been told. Mm. He's been working on the vaccine, an actual vaccine for COVID. So I can only imagine, given his wealth of knowledge, I would be willing to trust him in vaccine manufacturing. But 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 yes, so. He, he's 
Yes. Yep. I, I agree with, I think that this is the right track. I think especially with the unknowns and like our economy and everything else, these are the types of things that as much as it's not familiar to me, it's good things that people should start listening to just in case. Well, maybe one day we can. Garth Nicholson is the one that did the mycoplasma, right? And the mm-hmm. Gulf War. Oh, yeah. We should have we should have Garth Nicholson and Nesse join us. Nesse yes. needs to be the guest of honor. Yes. And by the way, for those of you that don't know Nesse or you're newer to the to the bunker, uh, he's been a long term member. He's in other circles. He has his own Discord server, and he's on Twitter a lot. And most recently, I've seen him speaking in Twitter Spaces, and that was something we talked about briefly. Um, that he should really be, his voice should be heard. And I've watched him, you know, I get alerts when he goes up to speak. So it's really good to see that he's uh, had more of an audience. Well, so he's, he's a good friend of Kev Baker, who became a good friend of mine when I started streaming. And he's a Gulf War um, syndrome victim. Very, very He's a severe. vaccine injured veteran from the Gulf War. He is severely think, injured, Charles. Yeah. I think I just need to like see his name because I think I know who you're talking about. But I, I'll send I'll send it over on uh, Twitter. I'll show you who he is on Twitter. Okay. So. Okay. so maybe maybe we can jump down because we're trying to review this list. I'll bring that back up on the screen. So, um, and this again, they all sort of overlap to some degree, which to be expected so the, the we get to number four charles do you do you want to read that out now you've got a computer open or well i just, well actually i'm about to hang up and call you here in a minute so he he, he can or you can can do that okay so I'll, I'll read it out so number four is increases the stability transmissibility or the ability to disseminate the agent or toxin again uh, Charles lists the uh, the four primary ones around SARS-CoV-2, but um, do you do you have anything to add to that, Nick? Oh, uh, uh, you know what? Um, so, I, I, th- there's an important point that we should um, Charles lists indirect effects on the on number three on the list, which is withholding therapeutics. So, for example, hydroxychloroquine. Ivermectin, vitamin D, fusion inhibitors, LPM bypasses, blood-brain barrier, etc. And um, I would also, you could add a sub-column to that list, which would be the impact from adverse events from the medical countermeasures. So, you know, I guess remdesivir is on everyone's lips. I, I, I had just started doing the green because the green is the indirect ones mm. and there could be like 20 or 30 of them i just haven't put them in there yet mm. but remdesivir i mean you could theoretically you could make one for every um product that they either withheld or because it basically comes down to a couple of categories either it's really bad for you it it resurrects a dead virus which is number seven which guess what? That's exactly what the bivalent shot is because it keeps that same spike protein that we don't need anymore. So that's an example of seven. Um, but really those indirect things come down to either things they withheld or uh, 
countermeasures that were actually bad, they were, you can almost say binary, um, that, that contributed to the problems that you're already having. So, yeah. It, and like I said, you you could actually, for each one of these things, you could actually put each answer in probably multiple um, different categories. But I mean, at the end of the day, the, the, the entire point is, is that this virus isn't even close to natural because there's dozens of weird shit going on around this pandemic and the response. So. Yeah, very much so. Um, so you know we get to alters the host range or tropism of the agent or toxin now <laughs> this is definitely something you can speak to nick um uh, if you, you want to interject there uh... no restate it i'm not seeing you're not presenting your screen, oh so shit. What, what sorry <laughs> it's all right i was trying to elicit what you're saying and i'm like i don't have anything intelligent to say to that comment what uh, do you mean okay um i'm just looking at the list so we're going down the list and um so alters host range or tropism of the agent or toxin okay and uh, my mind immediately goes to the well we're, we're far more sophisticated in recombination these days mm -hmm. but at the well just the, you could uh, the, the mary monkey well, the, mary's monkey's paradigm Right, where they're, sure. they're they're just sort of bashing rocks together to try to um, make stuff. That was yeah, that was very crude. That was that was. Uh, let's take the you know you and I had a lot of fun uh, looking at the murder the murder uh, the crime scene pictures and trying to deconstruct what happened in the lab with the uh, particle accelerator. I think I told you that another person i don't know but seemed to have very credible data had assessed they'd gotten more data from the crime report and that she had a stab wound in her heart oh, no shit. so it appears that the burning of the body was the cover you know this is the old cia murder manual how to murder and make it look like a suicide you know that's mm -hmm. the chapter but coming back to um sort of the techniques and the capabilities that they had at the time yeah they were they would they would burn a virus and then let it wash up on the shore of another uh, cell culture or put it in a different animal and try to force it over the fence, you know, across the zoonotic barrier. As we get through to the mid sixties, it's more about, it's about picking the dream teams. They were doing their, you know, their draft picks and they're like, let's try HERV2 plus adenovirus. Let's try uh, Epstein-Barr virus plus this this variant of SV40. And they and that, that was that horse race example we looked at where they were doing different combinations. By the time we get now to really molecular characterization, binding sites, you just saw a paper from 1974 where they were talking about adding and subtracting genes from SV40 variants. The 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 capabilities which we now call CRISPR or gene editing, just as a larger school of capability, that's really th those were the you know the the elementary school days. That's when they were they were finally getting into it and being able to be more selective. For example, seeing a variant that has a broader cell tropism, they're like you know we noticed three distinct progeny from that last crossing experiment. And we put each of those distinct progeny, we grew them up and amplified them and put them into three animals. 
And combination number one killed that animal 70% faster than the other two. That's the kind of racing that they were getting to. Uh, and then studying also the molecular nature of these Frankenstein, I call those Frankenstein recombinations because they weren't elegant at all. They were, they were barely intentional, except I did find a paper where they are studying very carefully how to cross Visna with simian type C retroviruses. And I showed that to Mary and we both didn't feel very good about that. You know, it's, it's, it's another smoking gun. It's like, yeah, they were what they were looking very, very specifically at how they could map and basically zip these two together. How do they zip together? How often do they successfully fuse those sorts of investigations? Yeah. Um, and the fact that SIV was paired with Visna either accidentally or as this paper implies intentionally um and that's the genetic foundation those are the templates for hiv1 mm. and the wasting disease that is that was first you know the the tell-all sign of visna for original investigators that's how they saw it in sheep it was making the sheep sick that wasting disease is clearly a component of um advanced hiv aids disease pathology mm. yeah and um... Well, it's a, we're just in this age right now where the the recombinant biology is so 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 sophisticated that they could, they could basically stitch anything and everything that they want. Well, no, I'm exaggerating. And and, and they're teaching each other how to do it in such a way that it's supposed to look like nature. Mm -mm. That's the part where I'm like, no, no, no. You guys all need to get thrown in the volcano right now. I don't care whose family you belong to. I don't care what kind of scientific pedigree. I don't care you know, if you huff your own farts in a wine glass. Whatever you think of yourself, we're done with you. You know, Whatever moral equivocations and games you've been playing with yourself as you've taken this blood money over the decades, we're done. And if if you don't remember the French Revolution, you're about to have a front row seat. You know, mm -hmm. make sure that you've shaved your neck and that you're wearing something nice and pretty so that when your head comes off your body and we stick it on a pike, everyone will remember because we'll tell the story about why we're doing it. It won't be the mob is just tired of not having what the rich people have. This will be justice for many, many atrocities against the species. And it's justified. And, and you know, kids and anybody that's grown up that's listening to this, I am not advocating carnage and violence. I am emoting because I, I come not only as a researcher, but as a recovering PTSD patient. And uh, it's been very difficult to reconcile staying in a country that took my tax dollars to make a bioweapon that they levied against my community you know, let alone what that, what that, you know, how that unfolded in my life, what it really boiled down to, uh, you know, I can't believe I'm still in the country, but I, but then again, I want to stay. I want to stay for Charles. I want to stay for Mary. I want to stay for Carmadoc. I want to stay for all Americans who are going to stand up and deal with this change management and reconcile these vampires. Okay, you better pull me down off my soapbox. Uh, well, you know, something has to happen. Something has to give in this equation. And, you know, this, I mean, my my thoughts just go to the fact that uh, suddenly you caught the attention of one Peter Dayzak, right? And um, they, they are trying to maintain their narrative. And, you know, the, it's a very flimsy case that they have with respect to um, Warabi's contention that they found a sample of 
HIV from a blood sample in the whatever in the fifties. Um, it's it's very very weak source compared to the essentially mountain of evidence that does exist. I got the full text paper of the sequencing analysis of the Leopoldville 70 sample. I have the single citation, basically, that Warabee's entire house of cards is built on. And I've got a tornado fan. So I'd love to knock that over with someone like yourself and Mary and Charles and look at what they say about the limitations and the and the mixed signals within their own testing and how they gerrymandered that data to arrive at their conclusion that there was a single sample that had an HIV sequence. Now, for those of you that don't know, clearly HIV and SIV CPZ have a great number of concentric genes. There's a great number of alignments because one is the child of the other. So if they just sequenced SIV in that L70 sample and have told the world all these years that they found the first HIV sample, that's the kind of Christmas present that I want to deliver to Mr. Michael Warabee. Mm. And as for Mr. Peter Dajek, he has not responded to either of my two very professional, very polite responses, an invitation to examine data, to look at artifacts, and to only look at evidence, not to attack one another. He hasn't said a word back. And of course, you know, Twitter is, is laughing about that. But you know, wow. so I, I, did I, I invited him myself. I said, hey, the way scientists resolve differences of opinion is they have rational discussions and they present evidence. Would yeah, but we've me? blown past that, Nick, that that, that infrastructure is it's been abused to the point that it's effectively useless at the moment. Yes, but <laughs> degrading, degrading people's perceptions of Peter is as valuable. Ah, as <laughs> you had enough. Hey, hang on, Nick. Uh, GD Bakshi was speaking. Thank you, whoever uh, sent a donor just there. Um, much, much appreciate it. Uh, How do you spell his first name? Is it J-I-T-I? GD uh, Bakshi? I don't know. <laughs> you say that. You've said it a thousand times, and I've never actually looked it's, up his it's, name. Uh, it's GD. It's written in English, GD, and I think it's general. I think they might be writing general doctor. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It's, Bakshi. it's a, correct. Uh, okay, it's an acronym. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Um, so that, so thank you for letting me let all that out. But those are those are some thoughts. And yeah, that's what's happened recently with with this. I, I'm very much interested in the in, in being a counter agent, being a maquis warrior against their narrative. And somebody I'm following somebody who's in not one health. What's it? Is it global health? I think you mentioned it earlier. One health. And oh, what? No, no, no. It's not one health. There's another. There's like a a public information npo that's spinning up i think is it global health global health there's one you called global earlier. health yeah as well yeah you said it earlier i realized i'm following one of their lead advocates She's oh hang on i've been i've been corrected by the chat it's uh actually gag and deep so it is gag and deep yeah that's his, his initials gag and deep oh but typically yeah typically uh, uh <clears throat> indian guys will if they have a very long first name they'll do an abbreviation they have a nickname okay. so there you go but Anyhow, so bring us back, bring this in. You know, the horses run wild. You let us out in the paddock and we go. Right. I mean, so well, Nick, I mean, uh, 
I, <laughs> a minute ago you were talking about um, like how you were get on your soapbox and you're and you're yeah. angry. It's just, it was just funny because your your soapbox is a lot nicer than some people's soapboxes. So. Well, I, I'm, not, to... I'm not going to give anybody the ammunition to say we've got an American citizen who is now a terroristic threat. Thereby, we can just, you know, break all oh, you, privacy. Oh, you mean like Kevin? You mean like Kevin <laughs> did the lamb pick yesterday? Yeah. Well, um, so the lamb, so the lamb pick. Um, see now, okay, now here's a suggestion, and if they're listening, you got they're taking notes on our strategic changes and directions, and then they will try to anticipate us. They don't seem that smart, to be honest. I mean, just based um, off of well, their activity. But let's assume, let's assume, don't don't assume that they're all mouth breathers, right? Let's assume that there are some shrewd ones in there. Let's assume there's a Tony Fauci in there somewhere because he's been a shrewd little vampire all these years. Um, he has but, been a shrewd little vampire. Yeah. So we, 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 when we message, coming back to why I brought that up, Kevin, I like that. I think that was good. I think... You've got to just bring your toe up to the line. Like I did a meme about pitchforks and I was encouraging people to go out and um, turn their, their fields and get ready for planting. Mm -hmm. I did a meme about torches and it was similar. Let's go camping and have lots of torchlight. Um, you know, you, you just have to be subtle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. No to me, no to me. <laughs> I don't know if that was subtle or not, but the, um, yeah, the bloody throat. Yeah. That was a little, <laughs> little, particularly when you know you've called them you've branded them the mutton crew did you did you coin that or did you get that from somewhere uh that was uh that from Jiki, right? jicky's yeah jicky's group oh, yeah. Okay. um and that's because the one of their sort of intellectual know, <laughs> pillars is, is a person called graham botley and uh he farms sheep basically and he's got he's got phd in immunology years back but he de and well what he does work on is um uh, flow cell cytometry where they where they can sort of passage cells through a device and sort of selectively pick out ones of interest and um and so that's that's where it came from and you know the there was just a as we say indicators that they were very very close physically to where the 77th unit are based in the uk and you know it sort of spiraled from there look <laughs> so i think we're dealing with the 77th brigade probably not it's probably a bunch of spurgs but they were they were coordinated in getting many many accounts shut down people who were trying yeah. to speak out and warn about what it is that we're dealing with right now. And, and, you know, you can only be polite and apply the scientific method and courtesies for so long. And then you go into guerrilla, guerrilla war mode, which is you know, the approach that I take. And but I'll wait till someone starts being intellectually honest about what it is that we're dealing with. And then I'll extend them the courtesy of having that scientific discussion between peers. Right now, that's not happening. And well, that's know. what lockstep is all about. And that is you cannot cons you cannot admit you cannot recognize and acknowledge the other team gaining uh, yardage on you. Mm. You just have to lock arms and we're going to be a wall.
and um we have to we have to unpack that i was talking on, i got wog asked me to join him so i talked to wog for this afternoon and we went into the endocrine disruption that's probably affecting all these kids that are experiencing a trans phenomena whatever they're going through uh he also gave some very meaningful um uh insight about being a friend to parents that have gone through that and i personally have four friends from high school who all have a kid that's gone through a gender dysphoria experience mm. um and we we did some we try to do through spaces a little bit of biology and talk about glyphosate it's endocrine disruption stuff spread some information mm. the point being is each of these little aspects of their game their technique because we know, like when you when you learn how to fight, Charles, you didn't learn all this. You didn't learn tanks. You didn't learn, you know, flight. You didn't learn weaponry. You didn't learn bioweaponry all in one in one swoop. You did it a class at a time, a step at a time. And we have to we have to remember the the limitations of adult learning. Some of them are going to gestalt on the whole thing. Some of them, like John O'Loughlin, spent a lifetime in law. So he's got an automatic bullshit detector that's worse than anybody, any of you. You guys don't know. He's not aggressive or, or cold about it, but he will just tell you, well, you haven't demonstrated that. You know, he'll be very, very flat, you know, Mr. Data. Um, but it's been a fantastic, uh, it strengthens that when I make arguments, they must be immediately broadly substantiated, particularly when they go against the narrative. When we keep watching the mutton crew coming back to memes and how we're how we're grappling with the pigs in the mud a decide how much you want to play with the pigs in the mud how much of your time and energy do you need to get sapped into that because they're foot soldiers they're shit and you know they really are and if any of you are involved in this if any of you are listening in american or british or other global intelligence or defense and you think you're listening to some little terrorist cell here guess what we are citizens, we are sovereign, we are open, and we are bringing the reality. And if you will look at this with us and you have a change of heart, come over to our side. Pick up a, a fake you know, Proton mail address and join the bunker and come in and disclose. Give us some documents. You don't have to tell us. You don't have to speak your name or, or even put your voice on record. Give us the insight of how the PSYOP is being levied against us, and we will share that too. Not to denigrate, not to attack our, our, our countries or our governments. We don't want to destabilize. We don't want to damage anything or anybody. We're trying to take fundamental corrective action. So that's the open call, kids. If your heart light turns on and you happen to fucking put down your pint after a day of work and you think, what the <sighs> fuck are we doing here? Um, and you have a change of heart, give us a call. Because guess what, Buttercup? Edward Snowden wasn't the only one who changed history with truth in a massive way. And more and more people are doing it. And you know what? Vampires burst into fire when you pull them out into the sunlight. Yeah, I like, you know, I like that it, analogy. What's interesting, what's interesting is that this sounds like you've added to the disclaimer from last week, which was, you know, I'm not thinking of harming myself or committing suicide. I love my life. This feels like the other half of that, where we're like, you know, the appeal mm. to the other side. Yeah. So, the, so thank you, because now we we, do, we should probably just at the beginning of every stream. Yes. Or at like an intermission, just like a thirty second infomercial where we read really fast. 
Like, we're not thinking about committing suicide. We're thinking about this. Um, oh, I, I encourage, I encourage all oh, of you to oh, just, you can do it. It can, take, it can take five seconds. You can just say, hey, no, I, life uh, is good. I love you guys. Thank you for continuing this. I can, I am looking forward to the rest of my life. Life is you good, know, but shut be up, because I remember, I remember what I was going to say. I remember okay. what I was going to say, because you were talking about, um, like, like he would come back at you and be like, okay, well, where's the evidence or whatever, right? Well, sure. that is exactly the point of my watchmaker argument. Because what did I do with my watch? I mean, look at this, look at this thing right here. This is just another slide. But what am I doing every time I'm trying to make a point? I am bringing evidence because this is going to be turned into a PDF. And it's also, it's also already available in, in the newest update of my resource, which I'm uploading tonight which adds another 500 sources, another eight tabs. But the point is, is that when I said, okay, this is gain of function, this is what, it, these are the actual definitions, and this is the evidence. I'm, I'm trying to come with every conclusion that I make to come with overwhelming evidence. So that way, I'm checking that box because that's what we have to do. You're absolutely right. We have to, because you'll notice they never interact with me. All those sheep turds, mm. they, they didn't even, like, they didn't interact with me except, like, at the very beginning. They didn't answer any questions that I... Well, the, the dismissal was, anything. do you believe in lab leak so you can be dismissed? And, you know, that's, that's right, right. level one. They don't one. actually believe that. They're just, they're just saying it. Mm. And the truth is, the reason that, that nobody... I believe that, that nobody is interacting with me and has for like two years. Like it was like March or April of 2021. Last time anybody on the other side ever talked to me. Um, and I think that the reason is because every time I'm arguing, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm bringing this and they can't like, are they really going to argue this? No, because the conclusion that I'm drawing has a lot of evidence behind it. And that's the problem. Yeah. And the problem with my watchmaker hypothesis is that I have 18 conclusions, each that has a list like this that supports it. Mm. And I think that that's exactly what we have to keep doing. Yeah. Or, or we could do you rack know, attack, the Scooby Doo, rack attack, or the Scooby Doo where we just have conclusions that can't be proven, and you know whatever. Well, you de you delve no, into. We, we know that's not our path. You de you delve into nonsense and the essentially it's a form of denial and it's a a type of wishful thinking to wind back the the clock somewhat and yep. um that ain't happening folks no way <laughs> you, either, you either stand up now and like i say if you're if you're listening and you are from the other side it's your kids they're lining up you're the cannon fodder for that machine <laughs> they they won't you you think you might think you've got a special little spot you've you've carved out for yourself a little niche no no it it, it ends there's no dispensation waiting for you mm. not not one that you want mm. um yeah I'd, I don't know. <laughs> but, and by the way to, to second that emotion um i i have uh, a love in my life um and i have family and i have We're not supposed to talk about growing that, yeah. <laughs> a growing new family 
no, 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 no. I mean, I mean my nuclear family. Um, but I'm not a, I'm not an, I'm an isolate from the gay community. I'm definitely, <laughs> I am definitely a variant. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, they, people don't recognize me and say, Oh, get out of our bar. But I just, I don't connect to the gays the way that I used to when I needed a tribe. I got into it. I'm like, so much of what you guys are into with the alcoholism and all that crap is not my deal. And uh, I wanted to do other things and they didn't want to hear anything about the research. So I, I slowly just sort of moved offshore and was like, okay, they're, they're still there. They're there. You know, when pride happens every year, I'll watch and see who we're supposed to boycott that year. Is it Chick-fil-A or is it Bud Light? You know, it's, it's, I I'm, but I'm, I'm away from them. The point was, God, I want to meet you so bad. I want to know what uh, you look like. Hey, knock it off. I, that's what I want. <laughs> no, no, I no. don't. I don't want to. I didn't say naked. I just said <laughs> like, I, I, like his face. I'm just. I'm trying to vision like it, because, because I mean, let's face it. If you only heard JC and never saw him, mm-hmm. and then you saw him for the first time and you saw a six seven Indian looking dude, you know, mm. like Pocahontas but with two extra feet. Oh my and, goodness! You didn't just say that. <laughs> He did. You guys, you guys, look, look, look. Hang on, hang on. Um, now this is this is more to Kevin Charles because I know you've got some manners. But uh, Kevin blew the lid off of his eight-year-old impulses uh, sometime when he knocked <laughs> his bean. And um, I will say this again. Then this is a follow-up to that little barb that I entered earlier. I said that to you. That executive realness that I brought was out of complete respect and appreciation for who I began to understand you to be and who you've, who you've really shown yourself to be over time. You've demonstrated your character to me and you've made an effort to improve your messaging. And I hope you recognize that you have a stronger and stronger mix of good scientists around you that are willing to engage with you. If you will put that political child in the back seat, you don't have to throw them out of the car, but when you're in this role in this station, of engaging on this, that you don't conflate your your personal op- opining about mm-hmm. politics, which are completely valid. You absolutely have your right to all of that. But when you would when you will separate your peas from your steak or your mashed potatoes and you get the little segments in the in the plate, it works really well. It's doing it's doing better for you. I'm seeing less people say what what was that? What did Johanna say? That I fell out of my chair. She quoted somebody said, "Oh, you were talking to that uh, nasty raccoon language McCarran or something." <laughs> and I made a wanted poster of you immediately about it. But I think I just I just want you to know I'm just I'm so I I just appreciate the at least the kinship over what we're doing here and that you are making an effort. And I think that your health and your cognition seem to feel better and better as time goes by. I like that. Well, you know, hey. it's, it's uh, <laughs> go on, Charles, <laughs> if you wanted to. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I wish, I wish you had seen my first conversation with him. I think it was after the first stream that I did with him where I, where I was like, Hey, that was really cool, but wow, <laughs> you're an interesting character. Oh. And, uh, but you know, I. But that, that's the thing is that we came from different worlds, but we're fighting them. We're fighting the same fight. So yeah, and part, I absolutely agree. Part of I, I my, love, I love Doc McCann. Part of my awesome. reasoning though for doing this is to, um, you've got to be able to 
have a filter in place, right, of people that are willing to sort of walk the fire a little bit, just to, to just so you know that they can be in an in, uh, uncomfortable spot. Mm. And look, I'm not saying I'm <laughs> rock hard at doing that or anything, but this, it's you've got to be able to um, withstand, particularly if you're coming publicly like Charles has or I've done where you're putting your name and your credentials on the line. Mm -hmm. You've got to, you've got to make sure that those that are going to fight with you can, are going to have your back in a sticky situation. And, you know, and look. Yeah, that's why you, that's why you need to stop being anonymous, Nick, because you have to admit, you have to admit, I'm making a much bigger target for myself because I'm not only trying to pick up what you're playing with, but I'm also giving the intelligence community a middle finger, like about, you know, mm. so yes. see, that should make you feel like less of a target. It's time. Um, it's time. Jo um, join us in the light. I, I did. I did. And I would like to acknowledge and announce that, um, karma doc has helped me to make that change. And so I did formally announce my last name uh, yesterday, uh, both in the bunker and on Twitter, and that's Petoskey. Oh, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I didn't realize. What are we talking about? What? what? Well, thank you, Karma Doc. Thank you, Karma Doc. Um, um, but, you know, I, 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 I saw I, that I, in a conversation I, so about Moronsky um, and uh, something like that. There was yes. a stream, like a yeah. What was his name? What was that about? Global warming. Yeah. And you were talking about uh, casual, well, it's casual racism. I thought it was a funny joke, bro. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, so, so I just want you to know that you have just been punked because what I came out with was my full nom de plume, you mouth breathing, knuckle dragging motherfuckers. Okay. Um, my nom de plume is Nick Petoskey. And, um, Karma and I know why I chose Petoskey and we can have fun with that. There's no big deep, you know, it's not a riddle of the Sphinx. Right. Um, also Petoskey is an upper Midwest town. It's also an interesting example of an Americanized name because the original name is not, it's a, it's a native, it's a native nation of Canadian name. It's a, it's a local uh, uh, tribe and, and it's a name from their language. And now I feel deflated, Nick. <laughs> um, but, no, no, no. I no, I I I got you. I just took every that's what it means. That's exactly what it means, friends, to take the piss out of somebody. That was <laughs> Kevin and Charles having the piss. So yes, I did come out, but not with my real name, you dumb motherfuckers. With wait a second, wait a second. Nom de plume. What? Wait, I, I, what I'm getting from this is that you are Karma Doc. Like <laughs> I am is that not... I, I, if oh, I, so I only not what be I should as cool, if I could only be as cool, she, I agree, no, she's I agree. an angel. She's an angel. She's definitely cool. Um, she's angels. got lives in her hands and she has saved lives. That's what she does. That's her, her daily grind is to save a life whenever possible. That's amazing. She's a hero. And I, I just, you know, you don't make me cry because I love her, but no, she, she came up with, so the Pitos she brought up the, Pitos no, I love comic dog too, so. <laughs> Yep. No, we we need to have a pride parade for all of our amazing raccoons. Let's have a raccoon pride parade. Let's not but, call it pride, though. Okay, so you can call it mange. <laughs> yes. We all 
Mange, there we go. Mange. Got rabies, the rabies parade, whatever the fuck you want Mange to call it. Monday. <laughs> but the point is that Nick Petoskey is my Mark Twain to Samuel Clemens. If okay. that makes sense. So, right? Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us. I feel so much better now. <laughs> I know if that wasn't if that wasn't gay and nerdy enough, then you know I'll try. That is pretty gay and nerdy because it's literally like an it's like oh you change your avatar to some other avatar. Oh, well, okay, cool. Now oh, somebody TV, pointed out I've got a clone. Somebody cloned me in April, so or in uh, January, so I have to get Twitter to take them out. Is it infectious clone though? That's the no. thing. It's got, no, it's we'll got see, like six, okay, six we're safe followers. then. It's, it can't it can't spread, so it's cool. That's, <laughs> no. Uh, now, just just anecdotally, I want to I want to mention to uh, you know someone who had to you know really dig down and train in firearms. Kevin, I I don't know what your background really is. I know who your sponsor used to be, but um, I, I or, I'm or uh, I'm pretty handy with a firearm okay. considering. Um, okay. I, I didn't have okay. the opportunity that you Americans uh, are blessed with, um, but yeah, okay. I, I look, I can show you. Wait. Wait, just check, uh, check. Thank that you, is... Jesus, for this ammo. <laughs> right. well, yeah, you well, you so guys keep really talking, too... and I will um, okay. dig, dig out the oh, Lord. master yeah, of firearms. They're Twice my... I have been. Huh? Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say that they're my, they're my precious uh, babies, and um, we carry oh, on. You I, 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 I need to, up. I need to dig out the uh, the emails. Uh, just okay. Me. So I recently, twice on streams, I've been uh, just taking the clip out and then almost reinserting it into my 38. And then, you know, as you do when you've got a 38 and you're talking and you, you know, it's, it's that a 38 is, is not a fidget spinner, friends. Get a fidget spinner. Don't play with your 38. Um, uh, I accidentally chambered around during the call I had to, and then I had to carefully drop it out as I'm worried I'm going to blow a hole in the, in the bedroom wall here. So that's just a little fun, uh, fun little nugget. Yeah. I'm always armed. I'm always armed friends out there. If any of you, and I, and you know, the thing is that anybody that would be listening to us wouldn't be the one that shows up in our backyard and tries to take us out. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it, they, they would hire a thug. Yeah. They they're going to hire um, somebody with an Italian last name. Sorry, Kevin, but that's, that's another historic. Actually, actually I have an Italian last name. It's originally Ricci. So. Okay, so then tell me, please, about the corruption and the reversal of power as the CIA used the mafia over the years to do all its dirty work. And in the course of doing that, uh, they got so much dirt on the CIA scumbags that the power uh, vacuum shifted. Do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, that was that was a. They were. I'm a beginner to it. I don't. Worried, I'm not here to, to give a lecture. I, I want to know about it. I mean, but there's there's I daddy's precious look look at so. my precious on the screen oh god okay everybody <laughs> listen, is that... let's please zoom, okay. in, zoom in so we can really take a look at how you've souped this thing up you've got some so those are all those standard size clips uh or is, is that well, one's extended no, clip and the others are smaller uh what is it okay that is, is fire uh the two two fire, two uh, two three round but two two three really yeah Wow, what, the, uh, what is on? What's the? It's like a suppressor the on the top. So it's basically it's a Bushmaster <laughs> M17S. So it's like a bullpup, and uh, 
now. So I, see, we always fired two teeth. Well, we call it um, five, five, six, but, but I always wanted, um, I was one of the, the AK, the AK rounds. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're much more. Umf. I mean, look, and I realize that I realize it can fire through the walls, but mm. I don't care because mm. I mean, it'll still work and I'll feel better about it. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm very glad that we're all up to speed and that we, we maintain a vigilance uh, for ourselves and our safety and our families and that, you know, the kick in the door type of scenario um, is is just not advised um, in part because I'm going to go back to Dr. Stephen Greer, Charles, and look, I don't th actually, I don't think either of you really know who Dr. Greer is, but I'm going to go back because in uh, 99 or, or 98, he filed a special instrument legally with the federal government. And it was basically saying, I am going to disclose this body of information and you need to uh, you know, essentially give it a, a ruling or a determination if I should not, if it should be partially redacted, et cetera. And they did not impede his disclosures. Um, and it's a very specific mechanism. And I think that we should all, uh, all the American whistleblowers and any, any similar instrument that can be um, employed either at an international level, if we think there's any international body that actually has teeth, I, I don't know that there is. Um, or at the national level that we can file to begin that pipeline and say, I have legally disclosed that everything I'm doing is part of a body of research. And this is where the data came from and none of it was acquired illegally, et cetera. So that um, that can help circumvent, uh, A, I think it bolsters your data. It demonstrates that you're doing substantive work and it protects you from ridiculous kabuki legal drama that they might try to bring down on you like some kind of a variant of an edward snowden thing because it's like look when when the basic principle of it is this if you're doing an illegal operation whoever the fuck you are the nsa the cia the state department the president of the fucking united states if you're doing something illegal you cannot employ the rule of law to impugn or impede or punish someone that is trying to come against you with legal information. I mean, that's my, that's my summary of it, but, um, are you familiar thing. with that? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, cause what I said in my, uh, I don't know, I made this little thing and I put my, my, it had, it had the family photo with the different generations of Marines and it was in black and white. And then I've got like this little message and that, that was from last year. And, but basically, in that, one of the things I said was that you cannot, you cannot, um, you you cannot violate the Constitution in no. order to do anything because it's it's invalid, it's unconstitutional. So if if boxes don't get to guard the fucking hen house, no, right. So so they can't so they can't sit here and. And, um, well, I, in the context that I was saying, I, it was the fact that they were censoring speech and, and stuff for, oh, the, yeah. for the express purpose of obstructing justice. Right. Yes. So, and what, and the, so what I said was, is that censorship is unconstant. It is an, it is the opposite of the first amendment. So it, it cannot be justified in any circumstance. Especially 
in a circumstance where you're using it to obstruct justice and hide evidence. Like it's, we're in bizarro land when, when people are watching censorship happen. They're like, oh, okay, well, whatever. No, it's not okay. It's, and it's, it, it's always been unconstitutional and they know it and they're just doing as much as they can until the Supreme Court rules. And of course, they're still going to continue to do it just like they, you know, spy on us. But, but the point is, is that nobody should be okay with it because you, you cannot, if, if your actions are unconstitutional by default, you cannot justify them in any way, shape or form. These are and the th teeth that, that we that's are afforded several to. Ways that we're talking about. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just fucking full of fire this week. I, no, 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 please. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to talk. But that's, that's, like that's fucking... what I want. That's why I'm trying to do no, the approach okay. that I want, right? You need, yeah. you need, yeah. you need righteous and targeted aggression and anger at, at what it is you want to take down. And we can, we can all see it. It's all in front of us. We know who the people are, right? So, um, you... I, said, I said it to Wog this afternoon. Go to your enemy's plan of attack, which they have built into beautiful, elegant, uh, that radial software. You know, we've all seen it. Their whole world plan to yeah. to take over banking and food and, and society and everything. We need to simply map that thing out. We need to start by studying what they have aimed at us. And then we'll be quite quite capable of innovating unanticipated unorthodox strategies to disrupt it so and that's what that's that's what we, they didn't they didn't anticipate that the resistance would be able to do what it has much less anything that we could still do mm. and that's been to our benefit because i mean thankfully the technology hasn't grown so much that that not that we know choice. of not that we know of you know there's uh there's always no, the chance of some breakaway if, little if they, if they if they could unequivocally without any doubt install their power scheme now they would because there's no reason for them not to well is, is that not what we're seeing right now i mean it's... No, no no because because they're trying to but they don't have in reserve the ultimate capability because if they did mm. whoever had that there would be no it, just game theory there'd be no reason for them not to to do it mm. and there'd be plenty of plenty of things saying yeah why would you wait because yeah there's too many variables that come into play so so no they don't they don't have that and so we still we still outnumber them 99 to 1 mm. and they know that and they're trying they're trying to hang on until they can until they can until they can have the singularity and we're left in the dust yeah sorry bitches sorry yeah. bitches epigenetic signatures yeah. we're coming bitch <laughs> right well i think um, just my, what else the, the, that's just my that's just my daily um uh, you know the public service announcement to whoever's watching this i do that sometimes I, I keep segueing. I still have one our, more thing. I still have one more thing to actually oh, say. No, no, um, yeah, finish, finish this. Uh, well, prune this branch off. It, well, no, no, it's actually not this. It's actually a separate thing. But that's it, really cool. But um, that I alluded to earlier. So, I, so I don't know if we're done with with this or really, or if people get the the gist of what we're saying. But the bottom line is, is that um, these seven things you know, dis disrupting immunity, 
confers resistance, increasing the stability, transmissibility, transmissibility, or, st or the ability to disseminate. And the ability to disseminate is also in this in this case it, it works for for transmissibility as well, but it's the aerosol because that's a fact. In fact, the link I put authors of interest is a little column on here because I wanted to highlight anytime the information came directly from the Zunati mm -hmm. because it's always good to use their own evidence against them. And in this case, it was Robert Gary and other scientists with him who pointed out that SARS-CoV-2 can stay in the air for 16 hours as aerosol and SARS-1 could only do three hours. Uh, hmm. Yeah, imagine that, eh? Imagine that. Imagine that. And that open oh, reading Lord. frame 10, just, oh, just yeah. imagine cool. out the... But, well, but also, um, the topography, the thing that Joanna showed me, the paper where they actually poke... With, oh, the atomic force microscopy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where, where they actually can tell that, that the SARS-CoV-2 genome, or the SARS-CoV-2 virion is far more pliable, um, bendable, um, it's durable to temperature, to being poked, to all sorts of shit than other viruses. It's it's unnaturally stable in many ways. Mm. Now, I would have to presume, sadly, JC won't won't listen to this part, and he definitely won't share it with his with his audience, but um if they can make that stable, along with all these other things that they're doing, why would we just jump to assume that they couldn't figure out a way to tweak NSP14 to make it even more stable. Because if, if they can tweak it to make it less stable. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we'd have to dig into the I don't know. Um, sequences just to see how much they they vary between those and precursor. Well, no, we, no, we don't, because we, we already have the evidence on our side. We don't have to know how it works, because we can just show that in the real world, this is what's happening. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it, the yeah, I get it. This is important. why he's not doing anything. This is an important thing to right. The sort of science aspect is is gone now, right? It it is more just about pointing out in a legal sense, you know, what's well I'm beyond. Just, I see them. I see them as the same. I see them as the same because because the science is never fully settled anyway. So what we're looking for is preponderance of evidence. To get to that standard where all right yeah they're definitely like beyond a reasonable doubt and beyond a reasonable doubt is a 95 to 98 percent solution in some jurisdictions it's actually like that is the legal standard and use bayesian analysis or something to do it mm. but just in general we already have enough evidence in fact i have enough evidence in this page to disprove jc's hypothesis and so what he has to do is just do the diligence that i did and come up with arguments against it and then let did that you guys be heard hear, did you hear john's question to me at the end of the stream last night about my relationship with jc yes i, did. I didn't i didn't hear the stream so i need to get a link to it because it's just really one, it's it. nice because he does one hour you know he's he's a former attorney so he's got a, a format and you stick well, with okay him. but what did um, you, what happened he he was of the he he has mentioned john mentioned that in the last month he has been listening to jc 
he concedes that he he has less than any of us as far as a background with the science and the technology. So it's an uphill climb, but that he's very much interested in, um, I guess, the the message or some of the points that have come across. Uh, we didn't get into the granular details. He said, I understand that you and JC have been connected for a couple of years, yada, yada. And would you talk about that? And it was quite an innocent question because he just was trying to explore what are the relationships between different people that are talking about different hypotheses. And I disclosed that JC has never responded back to me, that we've been on a panda call together where all he had to do is click mute and ask a question. And at whatever level of question that needed to be, if he wanted to attack my, you know, are you a bench scientist or start wrestling in the mud over microbiology, whatever the basis of the discussion was, there's never been a word between us. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't lament. It's just like, well, he he has a path. He has an experience. I, I wanted to, you know, I, I had some thoughts about um, what the kind of question that I would ask him about um, working for RFK. I, I have some some interest in that and what the experience has been like um, that I'd like to I'd like to investigate with him. But beyond that, it's like no, I'm not taking a side on the germ warfare terrain. I mean, ger germ theory, terrain theory. I never left germ theory. I lived through the un I walked through hell as germ theory burnt lives down around me. It's a real thing. Having 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 a bad terrain won't give you an oncogenic pathogen, friends. So, uh, I, you know, I'm like, I, I don't care to argue with him. I'm interested in the superstructure around him. I'm interested in the partners that we still have not heard about that he might be in contact with, like a Dajak or a Duisburg. I don't think he's talking to Peter Duisburg. I think Peter Duisburg is on his deathbed. Um, uh, but any others in, you know, in the Zuanati world, um, because if they are Duisburg and Warabi adjacent, that's not some little island of dissenters that have gone out there to try and eke out, you know, backdate the crossover date of HIV. That was a specific counterintelligence component that I call the lighthouse keepers. And they didn't need a whole lot of them. They needed Beatrice Hahn and Michael Warby and a couple of other folks from back in the day from the NCI to keep coming forward and just publishing papers and publishing papers to try. Kevin, you said it beautifully. I think you said front load the literature. That was that was a really meaningful phrase. And that's what they're trying to do. And I can come into it with any of them. And fuck your PhD and your fifis. Fuck your fifis, people. Um, I can show you the microbiology that you tried to play hopscotch and jump over and pretend wasn't there. Sorry, but I'm going to trip you and you're going to fall and skin your nose. And we're going to look at the data. You know, that's that's how I feel about those people. I'm not worried about them. But anyway, so I'll come in for a landing map. Uh, well. yeah, where do you go from there? Well, no. So, you you just said something, and it and it sparked something in me. One fuzzy feeling in my heart, I guess. Oh, um, <laughs> I I know, I know. What can I say? I'm a I'm a soft seat heart. Um, hey, hey, we both haven't we oh. both had a loss recently? Uh, I thought you tweeted back to me and said, funny thing, me too. I thought that meant you lost somebody last week or you lost someone recently. Oh, I, I think I think Charles is meaning his 
maid of honor at his wedding. Wait, that, that I, was oh, a little while I mean, ago. Typically, that's what I allude to. I, I have not lost somebody. Recently. You tweeted. You tweeted to me yesterday, and I just didn't. I misunderstood it. That's all. But I. So well, no, I don't well, want to suggest okay, something. I, I can't get distracted. I lost somebody. But, I know. Tell us about your thought. What was the What was the fee? Um, well, no, I was just going to say that um, I recently made a uh, like another graphic, which is, has another list, which has a list of articles that were written by the Proximals plus Warobi plus Bet Corber plus mm-hmm. one, one or two others, <clears throat> and um, and to show that the same people. And obviously, because you alluded to Warobi and HIV and et cetera, but the same people have been doing, have been called upon by Fauci to be the cleanup crew every fucking time. Every fucking time. For it's just a storefront. It's a low, it's a low cost storefront. All they had to do was afford about five to seven scientists, you know, continue to keep them funded and they would keep putting out the propaganda. It's a nice little arrangement. Well, I think I know why one of them does it. Because because Gary was Gary was part of the cleanup crew for Ebola, but he was also potentially there when it was leaked. So because uh, he was kicked out of he he and his lab were kicked out of the country along with Metabiota. What's the name of that and lab again? Kanima. Ke- uh, Ke- Ke- Sierra Leone. And you know, for them to then come back and be the authors of a paper that's seeking to explain the evolutionary origins <laughs> when they had sequences that they t- didn't that, oh, I think one of the, like, the main complaint against them was that they weren't they were taking forever to get to do the testing and what it pe- what I think happened is that they they were erasing evidence that there was an outbreak in Sierra Leone and first prior to to spreading to uh, guinea and but there's so many the fact that that were and holmes and rambo were there in 2000 and in 1999 debating it at the debates with ed hooper or writing papers even bet corber was writing a paper talking about how basically aids came from 1920, it came from 1900, it came from 1930, might even come from 1960, but it definitely did not come from the vaccines and it definitely didn't come from the H- the hepatitis vaccines. It didn't come from any of those things. It could only have come from nature much earlier. And and they did the same the same thing with Zika. The same thing with Lassa fever, with um H1N1 in 2009. With the original SARS, well, not so much the original SARS. A little bit of MERS, but not as much MERS. But then, like full blast with Zika, and with coronavirus mm-hmm. nineteen or with mm-hmm. SARS CoV two. So you're looking at twenty years, and I want to say it was like nine people. And between those nine people, they covered all of those things. And the person who had the most publications across the most different um, origin stories was Robert Gary. Mm. Robert yeah. motherfucking Gary. And that's Tulane, right? And Tulane is the mm-hmm. part of so, the So he was, he was 
so I, I don't know if, if like that's part of his penance that he has to pay. Like they can hold that over him for the rest of his life. And so that's why he's a go-to guy now because they can say, oh, well, we'll just, we know your secret. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, but if so, that's incredible leverage and there's no reason to ever, ever do anything different. Uh, you know, history would really different if I'd gotten the HIV data out or had been somehow involved with the early whistleblowers and we'd been effective, the remaining living act up activists would have gone on a hunt. They would have they would have rented, you know, U-Haul vans and dark guns and, you know, and, and black hoods and bright lights and cameras and uh, and a big bottle of sodium pentothal. And they would have remember 12 monkeys. Remember 12 monkeys when they went after Brad Pitt's dad? and they captured him that there's that's that's the kind of thing that those act up kids would have done i was never an act 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 up activist i was too young um and i really hadn't started losing personal acquaintances until the late 80s uh but those those kids would have were if they'd had the list and the evidence that's the kind of thing and it would have been wrong it would have it would have damaged you know it would have damaged my community even more if they'd done that um, but that's, you know, God, oh, this pisses me off. Uh, Sorry, Josie joined us tonight because we were supposed to be mellow. And uh, now I'm I'm swearing like a, a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Who Kevin's is, like, but... not on my ship, you know, on my ship. <laughs> yeah. You can swear, swear, swear as much as you want on my ship. <laughs> well, well. Um, so, okay. So I, can I, can I, some just came to mind. I wrote the notes down really quickly and this is about exactly where we're driving to not more into science tonight, kids, but into how do we, how do we slice these pieces of cake and plate them and serve them effectively? That's the well, analogy. Actually, well, actually, uh, I, I do have something else. I don't, I don't want to say it right now, but I, I do have some like some Wuhan. I, I wanted to show the things that I hinted at earlier about Wuhan epidemiology to show that I just blew up the entire thing to destroy the market hypothesis and all the other shit. Um, not right now. Okay, I just I'll, want to I'll say hold. that, I'll, no, no, that no, it's probably I'll not. No, no, no. I don't. No, we'll do we'll do a whole stream I, for that. Um, well, no, no. I, I do want to like just show because I I actually discussed that. I just want to show the little graphs. But oh, not yeah, right okay. now, just kind of at the end. Yeah. Okay. So to continue, just. Just, yeah. Okay, so here's the model, kids. This is this is what I think we've we've got. It just 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 occurred to me. Um, I'm very fortunate to know a couple of people in this line of work. So, and recently I put up some tweets of uh, Picasso working in his studio. So here's the analogy I think of what we've got. And you know, consider this is coming from uh, from a fag. Um, so, all of this content that we have been um, excavating and validating are pigments and materials raw materials we are now in the process of taking those art supplies and rendering pieces of work each one is distinct some might be sculpture some might be kinetic many are going to be paintings because they need a lot of details and they need to show a picture but that's the process that we are i think entering into and then in parallel to that, this doesn't have to wait, but it, it will it will be more effective if we wait until the message is more solid and more complete. We need to shift into being curators. We need to put our science hats aside, our activist hats, hats aside, put your ass hat aside too. And you need to learn how to walk people through the gallery. 
and allow them to take in the art. And the art needs to tell its own story. It needs to be crafted well. It needs to be um, substantive. But anyway, that just occurred to me that that's kind of an analogy of what we're going through. Uh, we we cannot we cannot make people hungry to read the papers that we've read. We've talked about that again and again. Most are not going to do it. We can make them hungry, and we have to be very keen about this to think about how their lives have been affected by this stuff. And people are particularly upset when they learn about subterfuge and duality and lying. And if we can tie that, you know, back to anything else in life that we need, I mean, we got plenty of ammunition to show them how, but we don't need to bring people to the evidence and say, now I need you to learn these 16 molecular abbreviations and these virus names and these technical protocol vocabulary. Uh Uh-uh. We have to completely uh, reduce all of that. We have to, that's the coffee grounds. We need to make coffee and then serve it very, you know, very professionally and help people uh, help themselves to it. And then underneath it, we could have all of the source data. That's the digital piece of it. That's the arc that we will give humanity. And we'll say, look, kids, we we're, this is not a selfish endeavor. We're not doing this to sell a book. Um, you guys need support. Anybody that has donated tonight for Simon and for Kevin and for Charles. Yeah, not enough. You, Come thank on. Thank you. Thank That's, you. I think we made 60 you. bucks. Fade, fade Kevin, the Marine. Yeah. Kevin told me that if someone will donate 150 bucks, he will pull up his shirt and do a shekel dance and show you his belly. He, he admitted I, I also heard this. That there's I also a price heard this. for that. There's, he, there, yeah. Okay. Sorry. He, he can be bought. It's basically the, the big, big picture. He can be bought. Yep. 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 So the, we, need to, we need to make that art gallery. We need to curate these things because if any of us fall off of a parking garage or accidentally have a sudden change of heart and kill ourselves, uh, the, that can't be the end of the story. And we've got um, we've got like, naming people like uh, Chris Newby and Garth Nicholson and others and others and others. I've got a whole list of people that have been biowarfare whistleblowers for 40 fucking years. They've tried to get this out and they were successful in publishing. And you can go and see the, the books that are hard to get because they make them priced 150 bucks for a paperback. Boy, that's when you know... That's a that's a document I want to find a PDF of. You know, I I need correct Amundo. Uh, so anyway, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, I think on that note, I've got I've got to hit the bathroom, guys. So <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh... He's like, you said coffee, and I'm out of here. <laughs> it's, time, got... it's time to go get that prostate checked out. I guess um, you're just really that old. I'm but... that old, bro. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I know I met you, but. <laughs> but see, I, I don't know how old, I don't know how old uh, uh, Nick is, so I can't really compare. I don't want to ask Nick how his prostate's doing. <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, <laughs> well I, I'll just say, at, at a biological level, as you can tell with all of my soapboxing about how to clear pathogens out of your body, I'm very, I'm very Greek in that way. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I practice. I, I don't know what the bizarre laughter was for, but. Uh, it was it was snarky, you know, because I made a I made a Greek uh, I'm gay and I made a Greek joke because we were laughing. Um, I I practice uh, a, a preemptive anticipatory medicine, the plant you know the plant medicine. Let your let your food be your medicine. Let your medicine be your food. It's it's an A B C that is in Greek culture, and 
we know that all of this Western and British pharmacology comes from plant analogs. We know where they all went out into the jungles and studied this lichen and that bacteria and this and that and pulled these derivatives. And certainly science and pharmacology is a science, but um, the fundamental natural capital N principles and gifts from you know, Mother Earth are all there, and that's what I do. So I use a Rife device. Uh, the other day, I had an arthritic twinge in my knuckle. I don't have arthritis, but I felt an arthritic twinge, and I knew. It was like, oh, my knuckle was kind of swelling, and it's like, shit. And it stayed for about two or three days. I turned on the arthritis frequencies on the Rife device, and within 24 hours, the pain went away. So, you know, I do. Uh, I go back to history. Yeah, I'm we called up to placebo in the business, bro. No, bitch. Um, yeah, we came. No, we bitch. come. No, bitch. We we come. Uh, we come, I go back to the suppressed cancer uh, cures. Uh, not just not just people like Royal Rife and Holda Clark, but the the biological scientists, mm -hmm. uh, people like the Canadian Reen case, who cured many, many, many dozens of people of stage four end of life cancer with a poultice with a T. So, you know, I go back and look for those little gems and then I'm Johnny Appleseed and I quietly share an email here, a, a big list of, of data and a big dump of information here to the right person. And I keep sharing it because either these are things we can do to fight back against big pharma at the grassroots level. Mm. So, mm. Now yeah. go take a dump. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's about turtle heads and prostates and... Uh... He's going to start getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you for everyone for listening in. I think we broke record today with the amount of listeners. 300, it was up to 320 plus on other okay. channels, about 350. What? Yeah. So, um, yeah, the uh, the slaughter of the muttons was uh, a good move yesterday. So um, please hit the like, subscribe button because we'll come back. I'll come back as most days and keep going over this stuff uh, as will Charles and Nick and um, yeah we'll keep peeling back these layers so yeah gentlemen I'm going to hang up the call and I will cheers yeah tally ho take care alright uh, yeah I got it <laughs> I'm out of here come on um, feed the marine Feed that marine, man. Um, right. Take care. God bless. I will see you in the next one. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers. I will fucking kill each fucking pepper. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually say. Fuck these chapters. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever first in my fucking blood blood. Never. No. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking women. Fuck these motherfuckers. All that five. Like this guy. Let's